it's Civilland Hand! Magic Corset is here and it has 2020 vision, except Chandra Accolade of Flame, uh, she's got a little bit of a ming and eye. But don't get too judgy, Tom York's had a splendid career. It's time for Corset 2020 pre release preparation pack podcast. What works with what? Who works with who? When works with when? Ah, you can see that you can't apply one rule to everything. That's why we'll take the new set and lay it all out for you so you'll be ready for the weekend. This is Sevenland Hand. It's going to be more fun than saying Millie Bobby Brown. A Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. A Millie, a Millie, a Millie Bobby Brown. A chocolate hobnob and a Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, I went through some chocolate hobnobs today. Mm. But I'll introduce you. I'm joined for this pre-release preparation pack podcast by the horse-riding cavaliers of audio, Aaron, Leyline of orange T-shirts, Graham. Bonjour. Wearing an orange sweatshirt, sweatshirt this yeah. evening yeah. with Be Friends written on the front. Mm-hmm. Which, so you're just walking through society, getting everyone to chill. Yeah, that's, <clears> that was the goal of yeah. this. I've got a very funny story about this. I'll say it for the outro. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a teaser. People will have to listen to the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the other chair, sitting next to me, Kian, lay line of cider flavored facial hair, DeVries Turnell. Je suis Kian. Bonjour. <laughs> Je m'appelle. Oui. Uh, hey, General, what geeky things have uh, made you say core 2020 blimey in the last month or well, since I spoke to oh, you last? Good omens. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's good. Oh, omens. I, 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 I haven't got the channel. Tried to get it through other means. It's oh, not do you get, on uh, other means. You get a free week you get a, you get a free month. A free so, month. Sorry. Also, yeah. uh, American But that's why I've still got Stan, and I don't yeah, use Stan uh, for anything, and then I get out of it, and then um, Better Call Saul comes out, and I have to, have to subscribe. Have to yeah. So the thing is, so I can't remember exactly how I did it. You have to Google it. But if you go directly to, like, Amazon Video's page, you can just get Amazon Video without Amazon Prime for, like, four bucks a month. Oh. So, like, because, like, Amazon Prime is $8 a month, I think. Which yeah, is and a- that, but Amazon Prime Video is you get the... Um, the good delivery thing yeah. and you get the video What's the good thing. delivery thing? So yeah. they prioritise your delivery when you buy stuff from Amazon. So that's, oh. so that's the whole thing started as a ruse to get more people to yeah. get Amazon Prime subscriptions. And they were This like, show brought to you by Amazon. Amazon Prime. We, we're getting yeah. paid millions for each word. Amazon. <clears throat> Another million dollars in my bank yeah. account. Wow. Future ching. So anyway, rich. Good Omens. Fantastic TV show. David Tennant. Crushes He's, it. Oh, how good is that guy? Yeah, yeah. So great. Michael Sheen also crushes it. And like Terry Pratchett, man. Like yeah. just the best author of my entire life. Just pointing out Chandra Acolyte of Flames Ming and I. Oh, the, yeah. I think <laughs> both of them look pretty rough. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like she's had a lazy eye in a photo in a picture before. Maybe in, that's her thing. In Zendikar Resurgent, yeah. where her arm is distended this and hanging is, on Joe's shoulder. Inclusion, yeah. <laughs> We're doing right. I, I just love how she goes from like, I'm a cute little girl to I'm gonna burn your face. Yeah, mm. it's just a, t- a towering inferno. Well, on, yeah. on, on TV things, Stranger Things is back this Thursday. That is two days from now. Woo, so oh, come excited. on. I've That's... never watched Stranger Things. I Millie Bobby Brown. I haven't seen season Millie two, Bobby yeah. Brown. It's good. Yeah, you'd, you'd be super into it. <sighs> it's probably. right up your alley. Yeah, yeah probably. Okay, I've, I've watched another show because we can't talk about Stranger Things. Not even now. Another show, it's French-Belgian. It's got English spoken word over the top of it, which is usually, I just usually watch that, start the first few minutes and just go, nah, I'm not going to watch this and I'm out. I pushed on with, I only know it as its French name. 
Uh, what's it actually called? It's called Black Spot. <coughs> Zone Blanche. Ooh. And uh, I've watched right. the whole two seasons. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'm just right. It's just, I, it's so relaxing for me. It's awesome. It's, uh, it's set in a very forested area. You know, it's, it's supposed to be like a dead zone black spot sort of thing. Like, you know, there's no, they start off talking about, you know, the reception's poor and getting in and out's a bit weird. And, and it's, it's kind of police procedural in a way, but then there's something desperately spooky going on in the woods and the forest. And there's some really kind of chilling bits in it, which, I, you know, is what I'm right into. That's cool. So many trees, love yeah. the trees and the, and the mossy kind of just environment. I don't know. This is something weird that I just love about it. Is that it. on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to check Season it out. Season two has just started. I'd love to see if... Zone, Zone Blanche? Uh, it's, it's listed as Black Spot on, oh, on Black Netflix. Oh, Black Spot. Netflix, yeah. But that's when, when it comes, when the show starts, it says Zone Blanche on the screen. Ooh. So that's what you remember. Yeah. yeah, I know you feel kind of clever because you can kind of say it in a Frenchy kind of way. Like, yeah. Zone, Zone Blanche. Blanche. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching uh, two new TV shows, um, one of which you will be into, David, mm-hmm. and the other one of which you will be into, Kim. Ooh, oh, One of them is... Wait, 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 You're all about the TV. Wait, wait, wait. You have to say what they are, yep. and then we have to guess which one's for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one is a black comedy yep. about two women grieving their dead husbands. Yeah, okay. And the other one is a musical comedy... Very American, The Office style kind of humor, but with a lot of heart and great songs and great characters. That's definitely stuff. in the order of my one, his yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen Crazy, yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No, never. Give it a go. I don't, it might not 100% be for you, yeah. but you like musical theater and stuff, right? Generally, yeah. It's excellent. It's because it's written by and starring a musical theater like Nerd, but she's ah. written a sitcom with that kind of stuff on top of it so very much my thing and so uh, crazy ex-girlfriend and, it's excellent it's right, really I'll, really I'll really really good netflix loving it uh yes netflix yeah <clears throat> um and the other one's called dead to me and it has um linda cardellini in it she was from she was the main girl in freaks and geeks um and it, she is fantastic and christina Apple- pretend i'm nodding listener oh no christina applegate's always been terrible since um Married with Children. She was great in Married with Children. That's that's a show from back in my day. Married with Children, amazing. Mm. And then ever since then you go, oh, Christine Applegate, brilliant. I loved her in that show. And then you see it and you go, nah, she's just not good. Whatever she's channeling in this show is like... Fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Cool, cool. I think you really dig it. And what I've been playing, I've been playing a game called Moonlighter, which is a Stardew Valley looking thing. So it's like pixel graphics and stuff. You run, so you know how in fantasy games like Legend of Zelda and stuff, there's always the shop that you go buy weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to press that. That was an accident. My my head fell on it. No, I didn't mean to press it at all. So you're running running a shop in in a little town where fantasy heroes and stuff come to buy their items Mm. and you're running the shop that, that usually you would go and visit. And then to get the items for the shop, you have to go to the dungeons, but you're not like a hero. You're just like a dude. So you have to level up really slowly, <laughs> get items That's to right. stock your shop with, to get money, to get more items so that you can become a hero. But half of the game is dungeons and half the game is shop management. <laughs> It's so, so great. Oh, so <laughs> All right. Well, we've got to keep it tidy, but I did want to put a slight comment on i met one of my real life heroes on the weekend and it was so underwhelming i didn't oh, even no. i forgot to mention about oh, it yeah. but um yeah so supernova 
There was uh, Simon Bisley. He's a, an artist who I followed since uh, high school. Watch, and it was so back in the day that we'd get these comics, 2000 AD. Um, not everybody had them. The only way we could read it was because one kid had a subscription at the newsagents and he would get it and we would Pass desperately wait for him to bring it in. Some days you would miss it. And then um, some my friend of mine's mum um, offered to borrow it off of the kid and she would take it to her work where she could photocopy it, which was amazing. So it was all in black and white. And we would get these big A3 pages of of this comic book. And so I loved his, cool. this guy's yeah. artwork. Copied it all over my maths uh, folders and all that sort of mm. stuff. For years, you know, that's all I drew or drew. It's, it's honestly, it's like his art exists, Simon Bisley, and then everything else is just in its own place mm-hmm. because he was the first amazing artist I ever met. Was this the um, the, the the comic you bought in Sydney? You said yeah. there was an art? Yeah, I was yeah, like, one of his. cool. Um, and I've known he's like been this quiet English dude and I went to Supernova and I went along the thing and I was just so stupid. I didn't know what to say and I was legit nervous about, you know, how I was going to just like have a decent conversation and try to impress upon him how, what an impact he'd had. And um, we get there and everyone else has got these pro booths. He's sitting there with this terrible drawing of um, Venom on this <laughs> ripped off bit of paper that he's color colored in and he's pushing it towards people like coming. He's like, oh, you want something? There you go. He had no anything to sell. And I felt really sorry for like him. A, a like, plastic and he was garden on, chair on a trestle table. Kind like. of. And it, but he was just like really quiet. And it was just like you saw him and you're like, man, you you need to be mad. You need a manager or something. Oh, yeah, but yeah. he's making packets for, for what he does. He, he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a bit of a conversation and he, he mentioned Slane and I pulled a big hard back. And I was like, oh, you mean this? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to sign it for you? And I didn't, have, I didn't you know, just you can only have cash at Supernova. I was like, I don't have any cash. Go get something. He goes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign anyway. And then he, he signed it. I was like, wow, that's great. Yeah, nice. And then we ran out of steam because he didn't have a, wasn't chatty at no all. Report. And I sort of just moved on to the next guy, which was, I don't know what his name was, but he was fantastic in his own right. And you got into his art. And no, no, he was a Mexican dude and his wife, and they were so chatty and we had a great chat. And we're like, ba 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 And Simon Bisley's just sitting there by himself. I'm like, I want to be having this with that dude. Mm. And he just walked out of there and I was like, sad. I would have dropped hundreds. I would have, if you had a t-shirt, bought the t-shirt. If you had a scarf with something busy on it, I would have bought the scarf. I would have bought everything, you know? And That's a shame. I didn't have anything. Yeah. And what he did have to sell was these two really, they were crap drawings. <laughs> and I was just like, what's, what is this? So I just rough. felt so sorry. And so I went to see a hero and I left feeling sorry for him. I was just like, oh. oh. That is never what you want. Because either but, they're like a jerk, but you're like, oh, but you're arrogant because you're so good. But if mm. he's just He's just quiet. I think he's just quiet yeah, and reserved, quiet. and that's his thing, you know. Interesting so choice. So I shouldn't judge get. him on that. It's just, you know. Interesting was, choice for the convention to like fly him out to tour Australia then. With I think Super he only came Denver. to Perth because I'm. Because really? when I was reading about it later on, people in Sydney were going, oh, well, then you fucking come to Sydney. It's probably because he just didn't want to, oh, I yeah. guess. I'll do one. I'll do the quietest one. Anyway. The quietest yeah, one? Yeah. Perth, yeah, cool. Uh, that's for, and, and the only thing I did see, I, I went up to him and uh, I spoke to him and then the next people that came in were this elderly couple, you know, like they must, they're elderly, they're late 40s, 50s and the, the woman was rushing in with some old copies of 2000 AD, just out of the world excited and I was like, you're in for a crushing time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, I still love him, he's still fantastic. Mm. Uh, read, every, read and buy everything. That he makes. Um, well, should we stop there and we'll do some magic? magic, magic. Gathering, I've got no, yeah. I've got no idea how far in a weekend geek we are due to extended pre-recording, recorded chats. Yeah, which none of you will have heard because I've cut it off the front of this podcast. <laughs>
All right, we'll be back right after this. Advert. Advert. Watch Seven Land Hands' YouTube channel for everything from MTG tutorials on how to improve your game and knowledge game! of the hobby <laughs> to a bit of fun with our Players You Meet at Every Magic Event series. We've just released Players You Meet at Every Magic Event Draft Edition. Oh, that's a good one. Starring all of our favourite Seven Land Hand characters, Aaron, da- mainly, David, Matt, Matt Owens, <laughs> Edgar, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's because he's worth, that's why he wore the orange I shirt. I wore the orange jumper so I'd stand out in so every shot out. that I'm in. Apparently. Yeah, watch the draft edition um, for Aaron's look at me orange clothing. <laughs> um, it's out now on YouTube, youtube.com slash sevenlandhand. Like, subscribe, comment, share. As we get more audience, we'll do more cool things. Um, yeah. You can, uh, we're at the stage now where mm-hmm. we'll take your input and we'll actually put it into our video series. If it's good. If it's good. Someone was at the shooting and they mentioned one and we're like, that's Can great. Use that? We'll use that. Stolen. Write it down. We're not going to pay you anything for that idea. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll pay them what we get paid. They'll be. They'll get the same sort of. Oh yeah, they royalties. get a percentage cut of what we get. Paid. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, please sponsor us. Oh yeah. Any way you know how, because we're wholesome. We're full of marabone jelly, and once we, as a team, saved a kitten. Oh yeah, that, it was up the tree. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the owner had called the fire brigade. Yep. No one showed up, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Seven line handles save you," and we all had our shirts on. Yeah. That was a good day. They're lucky they didn't see me throwing the kitten into the tree, <gasps> but then we got to save it. So yeah, swings and roundabouts. It's like one of those police procedurals where you create the disaster and then save everyone <laughs> to save get the credit. Yeah, but yeah. it goes horribly badly, and someone witnesses it, and then you have to murder them. Oh, it's such oh. a it's a sticky web. It's a sticky sticky web. Anyway, I that believe was that was nickname in prison. Actually, <laughs> there we go. And that was what we talked about for the first five minutes of this recording, which you didn't hear, and I cut off the front of the thing. And that's the advert. And we'll be right back after this with Magic Talk, pre-release preparation podcast. Welcome back. Hello. Hot bit of, hot bit of music there from Both Worlds School of Music. Ding. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, Corset 2020 pre-release preparation podcast pack. Uh, we're hoping to get you up to speed and get you uh, a bit of an awareness about what this set's about, how you're going to open your sealed pack start throwing things together and it so it makes sense so we want to try and get you a little bit of an idea about what you can expect from the packs um, but first of all before you even get into it we want to know about this new mulligan rule we talked about it in a few episodes ago but it's called the london mulligan and uh, it's been trialed and and liked and and now it's the only way to mulligan uh, guys yeah london so mulligan I, i'm personally most excited to see this in standard and limited so limited Mm. is is where you have a limited card pool to build from so that's draft and sealed and this is a new way to mulligan the old one was for every time you choose to throw your hand away and look at a new hand you look at one less card and then you get to scry one after you choose that that is that's in the bin forget about in the bin throw it away that's knowledge you don't need so from on magic arena this will come with the Core 2020 release, and in paper it comes from Corset 2020 pre-release. Mm-hmm. Now, when you mulligan, you always look at seven cards, and then you put X cards from your hand on the bottom of your deck, where X is the amount of times you've mulliganed. Boom! So yeah. So this is so much better than the previous one for making sure you still have a correct ratio of lands and spells. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just gonna smooth out the opening game for so many more people and now it's really not as punishing to mulligan to six or five feels good right yeah do you, you happy you happy kin 
Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I have a question for you, Aaron. Yeah. Do you think your behaviour around Mulligan will change at all? Yes, I'm more likely to mulligan to six yep. uh, strategically yeah. in limited and standard now. Okay, so before, cool. um, in, in, in draft, let's say, I would be very tempted to keep every seven that has... Lands three, and spells. Lands and spells. Three plus land... Uh, three or four lands and spells. It almost doesn't matter what the spells are because in limited you're working with such a small array of tools... That you really need every card you can get, and it's a slower and it's a slower yeah. format. You're so. less likely to want to curve out with a two drop, three drop, four drop because you can win mm. with card advantage or, or leveraging the board and attacking and blocking correctly. So it almost doesn't matter what your cards are. I mean, we do focus on having a good curve in your deck, but if you don't draw that perfect curve, but you, if you see a good amount of lands and a curve starting at turn three or four you just go, it's not yeah. really the worst it's not the it? worst. It's not worst but now if you draft an aggressive deck and you don't draw one of your two mm. drops in your seven i will now mulligan because yeah. you can shape your hand and know what's in your know what's in your deck no, I think yeah so so it's about knowing what's in your deck i think most people will know when to mulligan the ones you should always mulligan which is like zero one yeah six or seven lands but now... Seven line, the, you can keep the seven lane down. You can keep the keep seven lane down, take a picture of it. Take or, a picture of it, send it in. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I think strategically I'm going to mm. mulligan according to my deck more. Okay, cool. Are, mm. are you of that opinion? Or you think it's not going to change your behaviour in any way? It's one of those things where I'm trying not to too much to think about it. Like, I don't... Do you want to do it case by case kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Mulliganing... Trying to be good at mulliganing is so hard because you have to be able to just ignore past experience. Yes. Like, it's, it's so difficult to just uh, like transcend yeah. and not think about getting <laughs> yeah. screwed when you mulligan last I, I'm game. due a good hand. I'm due, yeah. Yeah. I should yeah. mulligan again. Because yeah. every, every single decision you make about mulliganing should be individual and not based on other things. And it should just be purely about what is my best chance to win this game. Yeah. And trying to stay in that mode, I'm trying not to plan it. You know, I'm trying not to be like, I'm going to mulligan more, I'm going to mulligan way less. I'm just trying to be like, yeah. it's a new rule, seems slightly better. Yeah. One time, I think it seems better than slightly better. I think this is really good. It's because, I, because there's so much hurt um, I, attached I, to like mulliganing and just getting a... You know, like how many times have you mulliganed down, like you've been on your mulliganing on to five and you just get a subsection of what you got for seven? You're just like, yeah. fuck. And then, you, and then you scry and then you see the other card and you're like, well, I'll put it on the bottom and you just draw like a non land and you're like, oh my. Yeah. God, so what fresh hell is this? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that this mulligan rule is slightly worse, as slightly worse. And when I say slightly worse, I mean like 1% worse. Than the old one when you melt to six, and the five like, is a million times better. Yeah, like twenty five percent better. So I'd agree. I think yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think that's about where it is at. Um, so like, a part of me is like mulling to six used to be something I would do very regularly, and I'm worried that that's now going to feel worse. Mm-hmm. Whereas mulling to five, I think is going to feel much better. Which I think for Magic the game is just a positive, yep. but. I really just want to jam 100 games with it and then see what I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to play a lot of draft of this 
set. Yeah. Um, we'll probably be able to give you a more solid answer on our next podcast. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, um, like, I've played like 10 matches with it. Yeah. With the special event, the arena one. Okay, cool. So we, we walk into our friendly local good games store uh, and we buy our pre-release pack and um, <laughs> Aaron's blowing his nose off mic, which is better. Um, we walk on mic. Yeah. Then on mic. You walk into your friendly local ge- ge- uh, good games store, uh, you buy your pre-release pack, you bust it open, you've got your boosters there. What There's, there's little differences in the booster packs these time, this yeah, time so around. What are um, we going to find? They've tried some stuff in... Uh, two out of the five past sets. So M19 and, oh, sorry, Guilds Guilds of Ravnica also had Guild Gates replacing the basic, yeah. basic lands in your pack. Yeah, so no basics for a while. In though. Guilds of Ravnica, Ravnica Allegiance, they replaced every basic land with a Guild Gate. So you could draft this kind of Gates deck. Hmm. Um, in M19, they just had lands that tap for two different colours. Uh, and come and enter the battlefield tapped so that you can play more spells and they would replace the basic land in your pack with, with that card. Yeah. Uh, in M20, they've done the same thing. Uh, the ratio is apparently about 5 in every 12 packs will have their basic land replaced. Or 2.5 per sealed. Yeah, 2.5 per sealed event you play. Um, so you're going to get 2, 3, maybe 4, sometimes 1 in your sealed uh, things, but this is kind of... A little bit of a signpost that they want you to be playing multicolored decks. Yeah, yeah. But and it isn't too crushing in terms of you not being able to get a hold of basic lands after a while. Yeah, while you, as well. you'd never want to play the the devil's mana base, which is you're playing a blue red green deck, say, and you play yeah. s- an equal amount of all of them, so like six forests, six mountains, six islands, uh, because that's just yeah. it's going to go so poorly for you so often. Yeah. Uh, every time you have a dual land that you can play in your colours, you should play it. These would ones, you use this as a signpost to... Would you use the lands as a as a signpost to prioritising cards, the actual cards in your deck, higher? Is the, is land that important in this set? If, if, would, if I have two that are the same, I'm way more likely to pick those yeah. colours. Mm-hmm. I... <sighs> This is, this is really going to depend. And on whether you're playing three-colour or two-colour. Yeah, like mm. two-colours having a dual land is like, yay, my mana is better. But, but yeah, you like- should not be playing three-colours without fixing. Mm. Like you cannot play three-colours with the like seven, five, four or whatever. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and if you are and you're pulling off, go you, whatever, but you cannot expect that to work yeah. consistently. And the the biggest thing, I think we said this in previous uh, pre-release preparation podcast before as well, is you don't remember all the times that it worked out so fantastically for you with your weird 666 mana base. And you <laughs> yeah. go, oh, I just drew all the stuff I need and I've got this insane yeah. thing. You, but people also... The maths on that's terrible, isn't it? Really, really yeah. bad. Because and if- it's worse. Because there is a cycle of mythics and rares that both have three yeah. of a pip. Yeah. They're all bombs. If you open any of them, you want to play them. Yeah. And there are rares and uncommons up and down the curve with double costs. Mm-hmm. Like there's three uncommons that just cost pip pip uh, mm-hmm. for a two drop. There's like three drops that are one pip pip. There are four drops that are two pip pip. That's pips of the same color. Yeah. yeah. So this is like one blue blue or one white white. Mm. Um, in a deck where you're playing nine planes and eight swamps, say, and you want to cost something that costs... Uh, say you get the white Cavalier Mythic Rare, it costs two white, white, white. 
the stats of you being able to play that on turn five are so slim in a deck where you're playing nine, eight. Two color, yeah. Yeah, even if you're just playing two color, yeah. it is unlikely that you play this card on... It's it's more yeah. likely than not. Sorry, yeah. it's less likely... <laughs> it's very unlikely you can play it on yeah. turn five. Um, it's a but, bad idea. But people look at it and they go, oh, triple white, that's easy. I, yeah, like, yeah. But if you think about how difficult it is to hit your fifth, sixth, and seventh land drops, and they also all need to be on color, you really want to prioritize things that... that and we've seen that from R&D in recent know. years as well. They've realized that they can put ridiculous cards that used we used to look at seven plus cost and they could just make it harder to cast and make it five mana to cost but because it, it was so hard to cast yep they were quite it's, it's quite all right the, and because you have to make a commitment right yeah. you have to go mono color or and, something if you want. and this is an incredible design decision i think yeah we assumed uh incorrectly that devotion was coming back and that was the only reason that they could make things like steel leaf champion and yeah. goblin chain whirler but they just realized we can just make yeah. more powerful cards with harder to cast things because you can't play chain whirler in a two-color deck well yeah. well you could for well, a little while uh, <laughs> yeah. for a little while but, i definitely but have not anymore i've also <laughs> played chain whirler in a three-color deck that just happens to be warriors it's disgusting yeah. and, and that card is not in the set so that's <laughs> yeah. knowledge that you don't need as well <laughs> yeah. um, um just talking about mana for a second there's two there's kind of three things that you kind of will look out for and this is particularly in sealed uh so evolving wilds yeah, I was going to ask like, you about that. That's common in sealed. Just play every copy you get. Yep. Like you would have to have more than a playset before I would not play them. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the one in five cards, I, isn't I it? I think that it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's the ten lands uh, that come into play tapped and gain you a life when they come into play. Yeah. And evolving worlds. Yeah. Which you can get in your slot. I'm pretty sure. So you get evolving worlds in a land slot. In a basic land slot. I'm pretty sure. What? Yeah. All right, that's really weird. Yeah. So you're um, not probably going to see a whole bunch of them in your seal. Wow, that's so weird. All right. Uh, the other one is Lotus Field. Yep. Uh, so this is a rare land. Yeah. This which says when it enters the battlefield, it enters tapped, and you sacrifice two lands, which looks really bad. Yeah. However, it taps for three mana of any color, which but you have to take it. Sort of a turn off. Well, no, you don't actually, because yeah. the no. lands you sacrifice can be tapped. Oh, yeah. So you can use all your mana, yeah. play it, it comes into play tapped, you sack your lands, you go to your next turn. That's a good yeah. point. And yeah. it, it's just one of those things where, like, it looks super bad, and lots of people will be like, I don't want to play this. Honestly, you just always play it. I, th- I think you just always play it. I think just punning out, yeah, spend your mana and then play your and mana. Then play it after. That's, yeah. that's the trick. But yeah. also, it's just fixing. Because yeah. it says three mana of any Anyone, one color. Yeah. Yeah. We've just talked about three color, a three color cast. We've talked about double pips. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is just going to get you there. Like when you're playing a green white deck and you've got your two green green card in hand, and you've got three planes and a forest. Yeah, you just sack two of your planes with this. You untap. You like mm-hmm. plant. But this stuff. is almost like a a pre-release, a pre-release preparation podcast pack faux pas. We're talking about a, a rare card here to, oh, to cast our mythic rare yeah. <laughs> uh, bomb. Uh, so the chances of <laughs> you're getting us to probably minimal um so So, yeah so what we were getting what we want to get back to is the uh uncommon and commons that we we're going to see truckloads of and how do we string these together and what 
like um, groupings are we going to be able to get, which are going to help you help you get an advantage. And we've got um, I sort of sorted these all out uh, into some color groupings, and they have a, a theme to what these cards all want to do in those groupings. Uh, so to start with, off with, we've got the white, black, green, uh, and uh, do you want to explain, well, first of all, what we call that three-color yeah, sure. grouping so and we, what they're, they're aiming to do? So in, in this set, they've very cleverly made you look at three-color groupings rather than just two-color groupings. So yeah. let's say in M- M19 or something, you go red and white or blue and white, and that'll be completely different decks. In this one, there's five different groupings that we call wedges uh, or... They were like the Khan's colors. Yeah, it's, um, on, it's on the back of the card. If you flip the card yeah. over, you see the color and the two colors either side that, of it. That are opposite. Opposite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, okay. So, the um, enemy. Yeah, enemy. like it's a color and it's two enemy enemy colors, but yeah, it's not important. It's, um, yeah. Forget about that. It's, That's knowledge you don't need. So, bla- black, white, green. <laughs> um, the theme in this set, so you can play white, green, black, green, white, green, or black, white, green. And all of these colors are going to have elements of this, which is go wide. Go wide. Um, what, what do we mean by go wide? So going wide in magic is playing lots of small creatures generally mm-hmm. and flooding the board with more bodies and creatures than your opponents have and then uh, having things like global pump effects. So all your creatures get plus two, plus two. Or is plus it the overrun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I, would, I would say that this strategy is really base green. So we're talking about black, white, green. I don't think very often you're going to play the go-wide strategy in your white-black deck. Mm-hmm. You're right. really looking at either a black-green or a black-white. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the cards. A lot of the green <laughs> cards have some kind of make-a-token effect or pump something. There's and a lot there's, of counters getting thrown around as yeah, well, which exactly. works with the go-wide. Yeah, and, and that's really what green wants to be doing. Hmm. And you're going to do that in your green-black or your green-white deck, but probably not your white-black deck. Mm-hmm. And I think the uncommon that's just green that you always want for the strategy is just overcome, yep. which yeah. is creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain trample till end of turn. And that's uncommon, so there's a chance you're going to get one of those. For sure. Good yeah, yeah. Oh, hmm. if, There'll be people running around with yeah, two of them. If, yeah. if you've got an overcome or two in your deck... Or a card like um, the green-white um, uncommon Iron Root Warlord. So this yeah. is one green-white. He's for the a... sort of the champion of this yep. three-color So he's yeah. um, X5, and X, his power is equal to the number of creatures you control. Oh, that's a signpost right That's there, a signpost right there. So this yeah. is saying, how do I increase his power? I have more It's got a bit of a mana sink there as well. You and can... he also has an activated ability, yep. three green-white, make a 1-1, one, one, uh, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature. Type. And this is a really good strategy across all kind of magic, this going wide, because you can think of the biggest and greatest single-card bomb if you just swing into that with 15 one ones, they can only block one of them. They can only block one. And yeah. it feels so good to yeah. do it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And when you know, when you, when you kind of do the maths and you go, even if I attack and lose four of my guys, mm. if I just do the same thing next turn, they're going to take lethal yeah. damage. So this green white deck is very much like um, one of its signpost commons is uh, the. Instant that makes two one one white soldier oh, tokens yeah. rally raise the, the alarm. Raise the alarm. Yep. <laughs> wow, classic card. Um, that that is just like so much better in this deck than it would be in some random deck because you got all these incentives for having multiple creatures out. So going raise the alarm, 
Iron Root Warlord. That's like a three five for three mana. Like yeah. like so this is this deck is in, incentivizing you to just chuck random stuff out yeah, yeah. and then have a payoff, whether it's Iron Root Warlord or over. In this in this color pairing, uh, what sort of removal have we got to look out for? Because you're gonna need some good removal. I just want to mention something first. <laughs> so yeah. th- this is something that I taught my when I was teaching my housemate how to play magic like six months ago, I told him this and he was like mind blown and he was like you've made my life so much easier right so these are two life make hacks. our lives easier Ken. yeah here we go these are yeah. two life hacks for calculating lethal if you have cast overcome and your team has trampled add your team's power <laughs> subtract their team's toughness if the number is greater than your life total you win yeah. you actually don't have to do anything else you don't have to be like they have 10 creatures i have seven creatures what how does that work you just oh, go how they're gonna block don't worry about yeah, it yeah you don't worry about it you're like i have 20 power they have 10 toughness and they're on 10 life yeah I win. Yeah. And you can do this super simply because you just add up the numbers on your creatures. You then add the number of creatures times two, and then you just take their toughness. And sure, that takes 10 seconds, 30 seconds of mental arithmetic. Mm-hmm. Hell, even use your life pad if you need to. Do the thing where you just tap your finger on the table yeah. seemingly at random <laughs> because that helps people <laughs> count. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was one of the things when he figured that out, he was like, oh, this is just so much easier. Yeah. The other one is when you're in a board stall and you're trying to think about whether you should attack, all you want to do is go, they have four creatures, I have six creatures. Look at your two smallest creatures and that's how much damage you're going to do. Because assume that they're always going to block your biggest things. Mm -hmm. So if they're on three life and you have your smallest creature is a 2-2 and a 1-1, you win. Because mm-hmm. you just attack, you win. Yeah. If they do it differently and they will, huzzah, you won. Yeah, you've won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, so these, yeah, fantastic heuristics for like, yeah. Because sometimes it can be paralyzing so much so that uh, sometimes I play against people on arena and I go, if you just attack with everything, you I know, do. right? Yeah. I've and won they, games where they've and they go, messed it up. Pass. It's because they've got eight creatures out and I've got six and they've gone, oh. All my attacks look bad. Like if you just attack me with everything, you'd win. Yeah, but yeah. They pass to me, mm. and you, you win the game. In in white, black, green, what kind of removal? Oh yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, white, yeah. Black, are we looking out for? Because that's the thing. If you if you're super new and this is your first pre-release, you are going to need removal just to deal with the opponent's threat. So the number one, let's talk about white. Um, they've uh, brought back pacifism. They've, they've okay. taken yep. it away and made it cost three mana for so many years, and they've brought it back at two Have mana. they brought it back with the classic art or new art? New artwork of a giant covered in flowers. So this is one okay. and a white, an enchantment that you put on your opponent's creatures generally, and it says enchanted creature can't attack or block. I like the zombie with the flowers coming the zombies out. With the flowers. I mean, it's classic. a giant knitting a sweater. It's great. Oh, he's knitting a sweater. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, this is you'll play as many copies of this as you can possibly mm. fit in any of your white decks that you play. I'd play eight copies of this because it just does everything you want yeah. for a game of Magic. Uh, you, your opponent is going to be beating you down with flyers and mm. all sorts of things. The only thing it doesn't shut down is Planeswalkers, but who's even got Planeswalkers nowadays? Uh, it is so cheap. You, if your opponent plays a seven-mana yeah. bomb, dragon, whatever, he has pacifism on it you can't attack or block with it all of the triggers are off attacking and blocking that sort of thing so like you want every copy of pacifism that you can fit in your white decks Mm. um also back at common for the first time in many years you gonna say it on summer no yeah Yeah, that's that's three three mana isn't it yeah so one one black black you probably just said that 
Destroy target creature. I'm looking for the old artwork here. It's yeah, this looking. is the yeah, this Slade King on the on the throne. Yeah, artwork. Um, it, this murder is deadly. It's so good. Mm. <clears throat> it's yeah, murder murder really kills stuff dead. Oh, that's murder. That's an old old artwork. Yeah, M M thirteen. Wow, artwork, yeah, they've really gone back in time there. Nice. And then for green, you're yep. looking at rabid bite. Target creature you control deals damage. Target creature. You, uh, Equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Just Which is one good. and a green for not a sorcery. Fight. It just not does, yeah. fight. It just does a one-sided yeah. punch. So if you if if you can fit any of these in your deck, do do consider that murder has two black, and so you're not casting it on turn three a lot of the time. Doesn't yep. really matter because you yeah. can play it later. It's still just as powerful. Because more than quite often you're worrying about some threat, and then they play something even bigger, and you're going, "I'm glad yeah. I cast it. I've still got that murder in my yeah. hand." And uh, just as a broad strategic thing, these cards haven't been so readily available at common in about five years. Yep. And the lot and, and typically the, uncommon. Typically uncommon. Mm. And that's because they wanted to make creature combat more interesting. So now in sealed, you want to build around your removal. Wow. Yep. Building around yep. your removal because like you can kill your opponent with any old creature. You can kill them with a vanilla three three. Yeah. But what you need in every deck is not your wealth of creatures you need things to deal with whatever their creatures are their lack of wealth of creatures creatures. (laughs) so you can you can play a two two and a three three you win the game with that if you rabid bite murder and pacifism everything they play after Hmm. um so you want to be building your deck around where your removal is this is like a course from five or six years ago it's not been like this in a while do we have any do we have any red hot picks in uh white blue green White, uh, white, black, it, green. White, sorry, white, black, green. Uh, just in the commons and uncommons stuff that we're we're gonna see. Uh, the we'll talk about its crossover with um, the other the white conf- archetype in, okay. in a bit. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's there's just some some great go wide stuff. Um, I really really like uh, Squad Captain at common, which is four and a white for a two two vigilance, and it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each other creature you control. Oh, yeah. right, yeah, and it's just. Massive. So if you can get to work early, creating yeah. some uh, some I, width. I, I actually think that obviously that iron root, uh, uncommon. Where yeah, iron root warlord. One warlord. Mm. Awesome, but this will be bigger and have yeah. vigilance a lot of the time, mm. and it, and it really scales up later into the game. And this is like if you have three raise the alarms and two squad captains in your deck, you're yeah. making like five mana five five vigilance. A common like, yeah. like your deck is going to be really swinging powerful. So my pick is actually just Wolf Rider Saddle. Nice. So three oh, and a green for an artifact. When it enters the battlefield, create a two-two wolf <laughs> creature token. Then attach Wolf Rider Saddle to I it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's so. Sick. We've almost got germs back. Like, <laughs> equipped creature gets plus one plus one and can't be blocked by more than one creature. And it has equip three. So it is a four mana three three, otherwise known as a hill giant, which is pretty okay, particularly in core sets. But the thing about this is if they kill the two two, you've still got the equipment and you just moved on to your next biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And so three. Yeah. In in a board stall, you're just gonna stick on your biggest thing and attack. Mm-hmm. And then if they kill it, you're gonna stick it on the biggest thing and attack. Because they can only ever um, chump. They can't double block. They can't do any of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So in your go wide strategy, you're going to have a couple of fatties. You can just go through. And newer players who haven't played with equipment as what as much always remember that if you've got six mana, you can equip it to a creature, 
attack with it and then equip it to whatever you want to block with. Mm-hmm. And then next turn you equip it to whatever you want to attack with and then equip it to whatever you want to block with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so these are great mana sinks yeah. in a format that's as removal heavy as this. Equipment are how you're going to be able to grind out the late game. So they go murder your 2-2, rabid bite your 4-4, four, four, and you've got a 1-1 one, one left. If you can just stick an equipment or something on it, it's something, yeah. one, for you to use your mana on when yeah. you're drawing too many lands, and uh, two, gives you something to, to do. Oh, you don't feel so bad a, about attacking like losing a creature. Like you put yeah. this on it, you, you're 1-1, one, one, yeah. you've got a 3-3 you three, three that can take out something uh, big. 2-2. Two, two. Two. Oh, in this case, too, too, yeah. Okay. But, but there's a there's a sweet equipment in, oh, yeah, in a few of the different colors, mm. and yeah. I think they're all playable because they're just a creature, and you get some value on yeah. the top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Getting moving on, we've got uh, the next color pairing: the blue, red, white, the Jess guy. Uh, what are those guys trying to do? And girls. The best mechanic ever <clears throat> to enter limited. Flying. Flying. So, so this, Evasion. Is, this is pretty straightforward. All yeah. your creatures have flying. You've got a similar thing to the go wide strategy, except um, you are paying slightly more for your creatures because they can't be blocked generally because they yeah. are all flying. And yeah. this is your opponents are going to be throwing removal at these guys pretty fast because yeah. they're a pain. If they and have there's a also. In traditional kind of blue flashing, there's a couple of defending creatures with big booties, so you can gum up the ground and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike recent sets, we've got Unsummon, so just one and a blue bounce a thing. Yeah, that's, is, that's blue's like common, really yeah. powerful r- removal because it's just when you can unsummon a thing in the middle of you putting stuff on the board and them yeah. trying to stabilize, if you unsummon it, it just throws their whole game plan off. So um, blue, white, red's going to play more like a, a, what we call a tempo deck where you the longer the game goes the worse it is for you but you can nab in like little bits of damage mm. and, and kind of niggle them with just a two three you just guys just guys worse the longer it goes in in this set it's looking like it yeah. because Gets there's over. a bunch of card advantage <clears throat> There's a yeah, there's a bunch of card advantage for sure. But if you're trying to peck at them with, um, say, Griffin Sentinel and Griffin Protector, yeah. that sort of thing, and protect yourself with a crab. Yeah, your creatures are always going to be slightly stuff, worse. Yeah, yeah and, like you go you go wide, which we've already discovered, will get wide and attack into you, and you just have two stupid flies that will just lose the game. Yeah, and they're not or, good yeah. defending generally. Or you'll just get some massive creature, some green yeah. monstrous creature thing. And, but, um, and tempo is generally when its removal is not permanent. Yeah. So unsummon. Say mm. you play your four drop in turn four, and I go unsummon it. Next turn, you play your five drop, but that four drop is stuck in your hand. So yeah. you get to play it later, but for all intents and purposes, if you're doing your stuff right, you will be able to kill them before they even play that four drop creature yeah. again. Yeah. Ho- hopefully. Tempo. So plays. much like Abzan before, this is a boo blue based deck you're not going to be running around with your red white flyers deck you're yep. going to be playing your blue white or your uh blue red mm-hmm. and you might play all three colors but i caution against that yeah yeah and as with Jeskai, you've kind of got your signature bomb uncommon in captivating gaia mm-hmm. which costs four blue blue it's a sorcery return up to three target creatures to their owner's hand now this is just monstrously good yeah. card like in in this yeah. kind of thing if you think about that situation where i said you unsummon their four drop yeah imagine they tap out for that big thing that even their bomb game winning three color bomb angel or something and you just go i'm just going to bounce that back to your hand and your three drop and your thing that you're going to defend yourself with hit you with these guys 
when they untap and take their turn, they can really only play one of those things yeah. again. Mm. So this is, yeah, a game-ending bomb on the same level as mm. Overcome. So, Ken, have we got a, a gold card within uh, Jeskai that's going to save save the day for the flying creatures? That's yeah, card. this card's disgusting. Uh, I don't know how to say the first uh, of it, so I'm just going to call Empyrean, oh, Empyrean Eagle. Okay. Let's go with that. Empyrean Eagle. Mm. One white blue for a two three with flying, which is just really good on its own. Yeah. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one. So you've been doing your just, work yeah. and you got a lot of flyers. Yeah. Whoa, happy days. Mm-hmm. Also <clears throat> side note, if you manage to get the mythic uh angel. Sorry, the, <laughs> yeah. sorry, if you get the mythic Jeskai card. Go and collect your packs from the front of the store. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just give it to you up front. Yeah, the, this thing is nuts because uh, it's just a flying dude that generates more flyers whenever you cast a non-creature spell, which is oh. just insane. Which is not bad if you're casting all of those unsummon and yep. negates mm. and all that kind of stuff. You're getting a lot of uh, extra value. Yeah. Uh, all right. In terms of removal that we haven't spoken Mentioned, about yeah. yet. Um, There's some red uh, removals. Yep. Yeah. Uh, red best one at common is um, Chandra's Outrage, yep. which is two red oh, red. so angry. Oh, so angry. Yeah, when she's outraged, she deals four damage to target <laughs> creature and two damage to that creature's controller. Yep. So uh. this is another great tempo card because you remove a threat from the board and you're chipping yeah. it away with a bit of damage. Which is what you're after doing, isn't it? what you're after, yeah. That's what he flies um, shock. The shock. Yeah. Shock is also in the set. What's that, one mana, two damage? Two to damage. Any at target? Instant speed. At instant yep. speed. At speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, flame sweep is also really good. Mm-hmm. So this is uncommon, two and a red for an instant. Flame sweep deals two damage to each creature except for creatures you control with flying. Like, what ah, a cool, yeah. like, what a sick card. Like, they've never made that type of card before. Yeah. But when you makes go, sense though, right? Yeah, and you're like, red doesn't have like great flyers and stuff, but then they've dragons. done some cool stuff. So there's dragons at uncommon in this yep. set, and there's also a goblin. It's two and a red for a three two, and it has flying as long as it's your turn. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like what a fantastic aggressive it's like the, card. It's like Mark Rosewater has written you a letter, and it's arrived in the mail. You open it, and, and it says, "Would like to reward you for making." Uh, a deck of flyers yeah. in, in yeah. Jeskai. Right? Every <laughs> like, way. Okay. I was, like, I was mm. already going to do that. You didn't even need to give me that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just doing this sweeping flame or whatever it was called. Sweep <laughs> of flame? Sweep and, of flame? Um, usually in, in core sets of your, you would get a card like Goblin Piper. Of mine. Of, of your. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One in a red for a 2-1 Goblin with no abilities. Yeah. In this set we have Goblin Bird Grabber. One in a red for a 2-1 it says, and it has the ability, red, goblin bird grabber gains flying, activate this only if you control a creature with flying. Yeah. Like, red has common flyers now, if, yeah. if you do a bit of work and get other flyers in your deck, but, like, a red-blue flyers deck is, like, my dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe you can kind of do a red-white flyers deck, because if you curve... Well, that's what they're saying. ...loyal Pegasus into goblin oh. bird oh. grabber. <laughs> that's no. just, like... Oh, you're talking standard now. No, no, this isn't draft. Yeah, Both yeah, of yeah. those cards are at common. What? They've got Loyal Pegasus is yeah. in the set. Loyal Pegasus costs one white. Um, that's from uh, Born of the Gods, right? So Loyal, Loyal oh, Pegasus is white for a 2-1 that can't attack or block alone. Yeah. So it's not a great 2-drop. Uh, not a great 1-drop one one because drop. it can't attack on turn 2. But uh, it's 
up the top of the page. Um, but like, if you curve it into Goblin <laughs> Bird Grabber, they're taking four flying damage from yeah. turn three. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So it's so like yeah. this deck could be super, super, super aggressive, um, and will be extremely frustrating to play against. All right, yep. I'm excited to play that color pairing. But you, we've got black, green, blue, Saltai. 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 What are those guys and girls and? I don't know. Well, I was going to say uh, dinosaurs, things. dinosaurs, and they, and uh, and hydras. What are those? What are those peeps after doing? Uh, th- this one is honestly the loosest yeah. of the themes, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. the theme is control with enter the battlefield effects. Okay, yeah. Yeah. spelling it out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Which basically just means it's a it's just a deck. Yeah, it's just a value <laughs> just deck. Just a regular deck. Yeah. yeah. So this look, honestly, you're not looking to do anything particularly special, but this is just these decks are going to be based black. They're going to be based around things like murder. They're going to do lots of removing yeah, your things. I, th- I think you jumped ahead of the whatever. question. Is like, yeah, for new players, what do they mean by control? Yeah, so you're gumming up the board using your removal spells to kill their creatures before they kill you, defending yourself until you can play your game ending bomb or mm. or something or somewhere to generate lots of cards so that you have way more cards than your opponent so you win the longer the game goes that's cool. a control deck and limited yeah. yeah and with enter the battlefield effects as their sort of theme a lot of your creatures will be a three mana two two that does something. Yeah, draws yeah. you a card when yeah. it comes into play. Or exactly. gives something negative one, negative one, or mm. something of that nature. So every card that you have in a control deck, you want to be doing not just one thing, you want it to do two things for the price of one, or a yeah. two for one. Yeah, yeah. and this is kind of like early early card evaluation things, you know, where you would spend three mana and get a two-two, and you might be looking at two cards. One of them's got some sweet art, and it's a dragon. You're thinking playing that because the sweetheart and the dragon but the other card is just a pile of shit but <laughs> and it's got a stupid name and you don't know what the creature is but it does it hasn't entered the battlefield effect yeah. it's like the extra value that's the card that you want to be playing yeah don't and, get yeah. distracted by the other fluff that we all love it's like the the classic feel bad pick from core sets of your shiv and dragon, <gasps> shiv oh, and yeah. dragon. <laughs> oh wait there's a doom blade in this pack i'll just take the doom blade because that can kill like a shiv and dragon without yeah. even blinking an eyelid yeah yeah a dragon scaly eyelid. Yeah. Um, the one of the so let's talk about a very interesting uh, card in this card. Mm. This is a blue black uncommon kind of signpost card. It's called Tome Bound Lich. Yeah, it's one blue black for a one three Death Touch Life Link already on board. That's great. Zombie wizard. Yep. Zombie wizard. When it enters the battlefield or deals combat damage to a player, draw a card and discard a card. That's Amazing. Sweet. Amazing yeah. card. So, so like, if you're playing blue and black, you want every bit of this card all over the shop. Like, it's just doing everything you want for your deck. You're filtering it. Great death toucher. Away. It's got a bit of power just to get the yeah. death touch in, but it's got three toughness so that you can... Blocking all sorts of things yeah. without dying. This is like Vampire Nighthawk on steroids. Well, yeah. It's helping you draw more cards and stuff as well. It's not as good at killing them, but they can't put anything in nah. the way without it yeah. dying. So uh, it's either you filter through your great cards or they take a bunch of damage and you're just gaining life. <laughs> you just like you just go, oh, there's a bit of an, an opening here. Pink, get the... <laughs> draw a card, discard a card, discard nice. a land, draw my cool removal spell. Yeah, so so like th- this should go on every blue-black yeah. deck. Um, and yeah, it, it's just really, really good. Um, I think we've covered all of the removal at this. We've got some. Um, oh, so there's a bit of a new. Yeah, yeah. So there is an uncommon removal spell we haven't talked about in black, which yep. very much suits the same. It's just uh, one black for an instant called Disfigure. 
target creature gets neg two, neg two. You can use this to win combat because if their yeah. four four blocks your three three, you make it a two two. You can also just kill their two drop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of the colors are trying to put enchantments on things, so you know, leaving up one black to then mess yeah. with that is super solid. I did want to talk about kind of your signpost uncommon in black, and that's Gravedigger. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's this, like, what's what's he doing? This card looks super uninspiring, <laughs> but you wait until you have someone playing two or three of them against you, yeah. and yeah. you will feel like you're dead. So, Gravedigger is a three and a black two two. When it enters the battlefield, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, which again does not look super mm. amazing. But yeah, the who minute wants a you have two two, yeah, but... the minute you have two of these, you have infinite chump blockers because you play one, return the other, you block with it, it dies. You play one, you get it back, you do, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just keeps <laughs> going. And later on, when there's like a five five in your graveyard because you've traded it off with something or they used their yeah. murder on it, you play Grave Digger, you get it back. If you have multiple Grave Diggers, you want to be playing them because this card is amazing. Yeah, that, this is this is a card that reminds me of exactly what I just said about bad card appraisal because yeah. it used to have really kind of naff artwork. You know, it had the older style, and I didn't really like it. Now I love that yeah. the old Grave Digger yeah. artwork. But I used to think, oh, I don't like that card because it's got a crap picture, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah, and yeah. it doesn't look like my, you go four mana two two. Ah, whatever, it's just a blue man. dude yeah. sitting in grass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's like- fairy miscreant though. I see. I see. She's back. Oh, she's back. Ah, yeah. Cheeky yeah. little devil. Ah. Um, there's uh, there's a really sick uh, card in the in the set called Gorging Vulture, mm. which is two and a black for a two two flying. I'm already down. I, I love two and a black for two two flying. Yeah. Yep. When it enters the battlefield, you put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. You gain a life for each creature card put into your graveyard. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people will read this and be like, I don't want to mill myself. I don't. Want to I've got a grave digger here though. If you got a grave digger, that's a way to get a big thing out of your graveyard without it dying. So uh, there'll be, I, I want to play a three mana two two flying with some upside anyway, yeah. and yeah. this is just helping you fuel whatever graveyard. And you're not going to mill yourself or anything crazy it's, like that. It's so, so unlikely, don't worry about yeah. that. Um, okay, next uh, trio of colors is red, white, black. The theme of this, <laughs> gonna, color, which is Mardu, called Mardu, Mardu. Mardu yep. We call it Mardu. Uh, this is aggressive deck. Yeah, all right. You got me. <laughs> Aggro. So all of the cool cards that we said from the previous ones and yeah. all the removal that we said from the previous ones, you want to do that, except you want to play so less synergy cards so, and okay. more aggressive cards. Do you feel like this color is... So this is the one of the pairs which I'm a little bit unsure because I feel like this could either be base red or base white. Yeah. Um. So let's let's have a look at the signpost. It sounds like this is going to be a trap. Uh, let's have a look at the signpost uncommon for red white, which is Sky Knight Vanguard. So it's red white for a one two flying. Whenever it attacks, you make a one one white soldier creature token that's tapped and attacking. You can already see some synergy between this yep. and the flyers deck. Yeah. And mm. also the go wide deck. Yeah. So if you have cards like Inspired Charge, which is two white, white, all your creatures get plus two, plus one, it kind of goes in all of the white based yeah. decks. So um, Sky Knight Vanguard is going to be at the top of some really great aggressive curves, mm. but it doesn't necessarily have to go in this red, white, 
aggressive archetype. Yeah. Is there enough cheap costed cards to do aggro? Because aggro to me also says that you're playing very quick. Like you, you want to win the game quickly yeah, there, before. There are. Yeah. There are. So to, to see, so this is the clever thing that they've done with the set, <clears> which is if they've made something like loyal Pegasus, um, that two-one flyer yeah. that can't attack or block alone. It's a flyer, so it triggers all your flying stuff for the flying archetype. It's an aggressive one drop for the aggressive archetype, and it's a go. It's a good go wide body for the go wide archetype. Wow! So what it's you'll so see with with in this set is like something like Griffin Sentinel, which is another white common that will probably just go in the deck. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a oh sorry sorry um, Griffin Protector, which is the one above it. It goes really well in the flying deck because it's a four mana two three flying, and yep. it's plus one plus one every time a creature enters the battlefield under your control. But then this goes in the go wide deck, it goes in the yeah. flyers deck, and it goes yeah. in the aggressive deck because it's an evasive threat that gets pumped by you playing lots of creatures. So it's kind of everything in this set just kind of yeah. folds over and synergizes with itself. So it's really cool what they've done with this. Yeah, set. very similar to the previous control deck we were talking about. This doesn't feel like it is a particularly unique theme. Yep. It's just if you're in those colors, you stitch together the best of the go wide and the best of the flyers to kill them. Yeah. You know, and you do it quickly. And you're going to look for cards like Inspired Charge, which is that pump spell you're mm-hmm. talking about. You're going to look for cards like Act of Treason to steal their guy, yep. kill him. All of the red removal, uh, sorry, a lot of the red removal spells could also deal damage to their face. Mm-hmm. So you're getting through there. You've got uh, Tectonic Rift, which you don't really want to be playing lots of, but mm. I guarantee if you're in this kind of deck, you'll play one. It's three and a red, sorcery, destroy target land. Boo. Creatures without flying can't block this turn, so you just falter their team and attack and kill them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kind of spell, which will catch a lot of people out at pre-release, is... I'm looking for it now. Uncaged Fury. Oh, yeah, this one's yeah. pretty pretty nasty. Yeah. This is instant, two and a red. Oh, Target yeah. creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains double strike until end of turn. Mm. If you put this on a 4-4, four, four, <laughs> yeah. they take 10. They take yeah. 10 damage. And <laughs> you can do it after blocks have been declared. <laughs> if any of your dudes have evasion or any of your dudes have trample, you're going to want this in your deck. Mm. It is just a house, trust me. And... Because you're playing uh, with red a lot of the time, uh, a lot of the red creatures are kind of quick and aggressive and also go wide. You're looking at uh, things like uh, Scrampering Sorcerer, which is a four-mana 1-1. One, one, Scrampering Scorcher. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when it enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 one, one red elemental creature tokens with haste. This is a quintessential, really good aggressive card. You play it, you get in for two. Next turn, you have three bodies to attack. Actually, with. says elementals you control gain haste, so it counts itself. So it's three one ones with haste yeah. for four mana. Oh, that's so much it's better so than I thought really it was. Yeah, okay. And then if you untap and you have anything like um, inspired charge, yeah. that's just nine damage uh, spread across three bodies, which is exactly yeah. what this deck wants. Yeah. Um, so does this- the Ogre Siegebreaker as well, who's. Um- Oh, another yeah. one. That's, uh, oh, so, yeah. uh, Ogre Siegebreaker is the other kind of signature multicolor uncommon. It's two black red for a 4 3, which is just pretty good. Pretty great. Like in Already. corsets, mm. uh, stand. It's very rare in corsets to see a four mana 4 4. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't really happen. A three mana 4 3 or 3 4 is generally 
like insane and you won't see that very often. So a four mana, four, three is better than it looks. But again, this is what we're talking about with the, the casting cost is yeah. two different colored pips. Yeah. Mm. And then it has an activated ability, which reads two black, red, destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn. Mm. So if you're attacking with your three one ones and they block one of your one ones with a five, five, boom, headshot, it's dead. <laughs> so this really just allows combat to work for you. And, and, they, and they won't if this guy's out. They're just going to go, yeah. yeah, come on in. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's the kind of thing that like you're in a board stall, they're at like 12 health or whatever, and you attack with the 2-2, and they're like, uh, yeah. I've got a 4-4, four, four. <laughs> what do I do? You know, I take, oh, I guess I go to 10. And you're just sitting there with two shocks in your hand going, yes, yes. take two, yeah. yes. Because they will take so much damage before they yeah. get sick of it going, he's just going to keep doing that. I've, yeah. just, I've just got to block and yeah. you'll get and damaging. If, if you're a newer player and you find someone doing that against you, block it just straight up because yep. you, you can't take all that free damage because you're just advancing their game plan mm. and you just have to use a removal spell on Ogre Siegebreaker. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, all of that value attached to already four mana, four threes. Yeah. Really great. All right. Well, we're just talking about uh, elemental creatures. Well, Green, blue, red. Yep. Elementals. Oh, Team up. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that was the last chance. Pre, we, previous, segment, a- previous segment, the, the, the idea was I would say the colours and then Ken and Aaron would, would chorus the, the, team, the group Team-a. name for it. Yeah. And uh, it hasn't happened, has Aaron it? Aaron fucked it. Okay, let's try, let's try it one more time. All right. Um, were we just talking about elemental creatures? Green, blue, red. Team Rug. rug. Oh my god! Sorry, teammate. Yeah, teammate. Teammate. Yeah, what? Those guys are elemental creatures. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, teammate has this big theme of elemental creatures. Yeah. Uh, what this? So what? What? Since when do we care about that? It, this set. This apparently. set apparently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> happening. What have red, blue, and green have in common? They have more elementals than other colors. Is this tribal elemental? It yeah. is tribal elemental. So, nah. so this is a lot stronger theme than we saw with ag- aggressive in, yeah, in yeah. Uh, black, white, red, or Mardu. Yeah. Um, or in the control deck uh, one. So this is like, rather than evaluating creatures that you're taking for your deck by their stats, maybe have a look at them and see whether they are an elemental as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, Under their creature type. Their- yeah. Time. So uh, there's a very, very cool card uh, that I'll talk about in a second that's uncommon and it goes wonderfully in all the blue-red decks. But we'll, we'll talk about um, the red-green one first, which mm-hmm. is pretty simple. Red-green, Creeping what? Trailblazer. Creeping Trailblazer. Red-green for a 2-2. Other elementals you control get plus one, plus zero. Mm-hmm. So that implies you, know, you want a lot of crappy little elementals running yep. around. Like it, is, that, it is other elementals. Yeah, Scampering Scorcher that we talked about before makes three elementals, and if they oh. come in as two ones, yeah. whew, Way that's better. a big game. Yeah. Uh, and it also has an activated ability. Two red-green, Creeping Trailblazer gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each elemental you control. Already oh. it counts itself. Yep. So you can just pay four to give it plus one plus one. But if you have four elementals out, this thing is massive. Yeah, it's and if, if the games go long, you don't actually need that many elementals for this to be insane. Yeah. Like if you have eight mana and you have two elementals, you just make this a six six. Yeah. Which is incredible value for your two drop on You can do it twice. Yeah. 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 Uh the other uncommon that you should probably look out if you're in the elementals deck is Chandra, novice pyromancer. Oh, that's an uncommon. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, kind of, 
This set oh, is about Chandra yeah. and her story. Yep. So we have three versions of Chandra, an uncommon, a rare, and a mythic. Uh, we're talking about the uncommon one here, which costs three and a red. It comes in at five loyalty. It's tick up, so plus one. Elemental creatures you control get plus two, plus zero until end of turn. These elementals going to get yeah, control, which is right? really big. Yeah. It's neg one is just make two red mana, mm-hmm. which is pretty solid. Pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And neg two, Chandra Novice Pyromancer deals two damage to any target. So this, she comes in loaded to do a yeah, lot, of, yeah. lot of stuff. Like Huge. neg two, shocker thing. Do not underestimate that. Yeah. That and, is really good. And she's four four mana. Yeah. Four mana, five starting five, loyalty. Five loyalty. Yeah. So you Giant. can shock something twice, yeah. which is super yeah. strong. Jaya, um, uh, venerated fire mage and more of the spark ended up being really good just because it came down at five mana and shocked two things. And this yeah. is four, and it can tick back up yeah. again. And what was Jaya? That was uncommon. That was uncommon. Yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. And yeah, if you've got, like, if you have three elementals, you're oh, just like, tick it up, rancid. deal six more damage just, this turn. Just now. doing the. Um, that scampering scorcher has now got. I know, right? With my yeah, evaluation, because yeah. it's like you're like, oh, cool, three one-one elementals with haste, sure. But if you curve that into Chandra, that's and it's not that yeah. hard. It's really not that hard. Not that hard. Yeah, yeah, and look, just I won't read the entire card because a lot of text. But the rare Chandra, which costs one red, red, one of its abilities creates two one-one red elemental creature tokens with haste. And uh, you sacrifice them at the beginning of your next end step. Mm. This is just, you know, you make your dudes, you attack, you know, so very, very aggressive. The elementals, I think, can be very scary. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think so. It's been quite a while since we were super terrified of tribal in uh, sealed or yeah. draft, right? Um, but, um, let's, let's heard talk a lot about, about slivers the... in modern of late. But, so um... we talked a bit about the blue-red flyers deck. Yep, and how uh, you you just want kind of like all sorts of random stuff. Yep. You can pump your guys or blue red know. white. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> the blue red uncommon in this set is blue red lightning stormkin. It's a two two with flying in haste, and you're like, oh, that goes really well in my flyers deck, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's also an elemental, oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's just kind of like all your stuff that gives passive bonuses to your <laughs> elementals is now on a two two flying haste. Like yeah. this thing is awesome like i i am playing a 2-2 flying haste for two mana any day of the week and then if you get a chandra or god forbid um oh, oh, or multiple chandras or creeping trailblazers and stuff yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah. this is it. another one of the color pies where if you have the mythic three color card yeah, you want to Draft or build your yeah. deck around it like completely. Okay, yeah yeah, yeah sure. you splash that third color and play it because omnath Locus of Royal. Yep, I'd go uh, that. One green, blue, red for a 3-3 elemental. When it enters the battlefield, it deals damage to any target equal to the number elementals you control. And we just created all those elementals just, just yeah. then. Just with those other things. Yeah. <laughs> but we are not done. There's more. <coughs> Landfall. Put a 1-1 counter on target elemental you control. Can be itself, so you don't need any others for it to be good. This thing is just disgusting. If you control eight or more lands, draw a card. Wow. What? This yeah, I, is just nuts. This and the Jeskai <laughs> yeah. one are just kind of at the top of my list, and I'm like, mm. if I pull them, I'm going to find a way to play them. All right. Right now, sweepstakes. Yeah. Which, one of these, um, which one of these archetypes excites you the most, guys? Aaron's going to say flying. I think elementals. Yeah, really. Actually, right. Yeah, just. just I think elementals feel, feels dangerous. It feels crazy. But 
I think I'm most excited about playing flying creatures the as flies, well. Yeah, yeah. The, the flyers deck I think is going to be my bread and butter like stump people in the, in the yeah. format kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, Elemental is going to feel dirty, I think. Oh, you know, yeah. it's going to feel horrible just, pretty soon. You're going to be going, I'm just Whoa. a green mage. I'm going to be going wide with my Elementals. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, one of my favorite... You, the first complaint you had was that this Overcome was in the thing, and that's going to be your that's going to be your jam, oh, right? right? He's like, no, no, he's complaining because he's like, every time I see Overcome in a pack, I have to take it. Oh, oh, yeah. I want it to be more interesting than that. <laughs> Overcome just... You need... Oh, yeah, anyway, moving on. I love, um, I've often, I love... He's censoring himself now. We don't even have to do it. It's like, we don't even have have that button there anymore. Um, I love um, token strategies in in draft. Um, Like, I've I've always loved green-white tokens, and I love, like, equipment to make your tokens really good. There's an uncommon called Woodland Champion, which is so pushed. Okay, this is one and a green... Whenever one or more tokens enter the battlefield under your control, put that many plus one plus one counters on Woodland Champion. Yeah. And Man. it's like... And he's a two mana two two as well. two mana two two. And then you've just... You've got some insane curves Ferocious in Pop. Ferocious Pop. So <laughs> Ferocious Pop is so sick already. It's a, a two and a green for a zero one and yep. it makes a two two when it enters the battlefield mm, yep just that entering like the curve of and Woodland then you're Champion like into attack pop. with my three three yeah and then and then they go cool i'll block your three three with my three three and you go instant speed raise the alarm put yeah, another yeah. counter on my guy or like the four mana red one we were talking about oh, make two elementals make, that oh, also have gross. haste yeah. yeah um keep in mind it is one or more so it like you yeah. don't get a counter for each token entering. You get it for multiple things entering the battlefield at the same time. But still, I mean, like, there is so much, so much cool. I'm really excited for this set. So, I mean, really. yeah. There's two things I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen in Magic for a while. So if you're a newer player, you might not be super familiar with these types of well, cards. You'll never have heard of them because you're new. Yeah, so, so uh, just let Kian introduce them to you now. So the first is a cycle of spells, which are typically known as hate cards. Mm-hmm. So uh, talking back to the pie <laughs> on the back of the cards, this is a card in their color that are hateful of the cards opposite. So you don't want to be playing these cards in your main deck, but if your opponent is playing either of the colors, you will almost always board them in. Yeah. So I'm going to use the uh, white one as the example, but mm-hmm. this basically applies to all five. So you're saying if you're a white deck, you don't want this starting in your deck. Yes. Yeah. But if your opponent is playing either black or red, you bring it in. Mm-hmm. Sure. And this pretty much goes for every single one of them. They're all uncommons. They're all instant speed. I'm going to read the right one now. Uh, they're not the, all instant sorry. speed, but- the white one is a sorcery. Yeah. Uh, it's called Devout <laughs> Decree, one and a white, so two cost. Exile target creature or planeswalker that's black or red. Scry one. Ooh, so powerful. Right? Yeah. yeah, and again, you only want that against your black or red opponent. <laughs> but it's yeah, just a the, dead spot against any other color. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you've got this and they're attacking you with a green 5-5, five five, you're like, no, I'm fucking... Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, mm. look, life choices. So, yeah, there's a cycle of these. Play them when you've got them if you're against the right color. Mm. Again, you play a thing. Uh, there's a loads and loads and loads of cycles in this set. Yeah. And cycles are just a group of, of of five cards usually there's one in every single color they do a similar thing uh, yeah. they're they're about same sort of casting costs usually uh, sometimes a bit of 
difference, but um, yeah. Kian's got the eyes like he's going to go through a few cycles for us now. Mm-hmm. So the other one, I believe there are nine cards in the set which have this mechanic. It's a returning mechanic. It's called protection. Mm. So protection reads, this creature can't be blocked, targeted, dealt damage, enchanted, or equipped by anything of X color. So uh, there are protection from every single color in the rainbow, black, blue, yeah, you get it. Yeah. In this set. And if, these if, cards, if the rainbow is white, blue, black, red, and green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these cards will sometimes be good enough to play on their own, but if you are playing against an opponent who has those colors, they go way up. Mm-hmm. So similar to the H cards, if they're sitting in your sideboard, you definitely want to bring these in if they're playing those colors and you may even want to play them to start with because the way protection works is at worst, you just get a chump blocker forever. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to use the blue one, the blue uncommon one as an example. It's called Krukulian Drake. Cerulean. Cerulean Drake. Yeah. yeah. This is why you get the dyslexic to read it. Uh, <laughs> hey, one... It's your story, Ken. Yeah, 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 I'm going to let you run yeah. with it. <laughs> one and a blue for a 1-1 one, one with flying. Yeah. This is actually pretty good to start with. Like yeah. in your flying decks, you might want to play this. It has protection from red and sacrifice Cerulean Drake counter target spell that targets you. So... Anytime your opponent is playing red and you're in blue, you want to board this in because this is just going to block their 4-4 four, four forever. Yeah. They're going to attack you with their red 4-4. Four, four. You're going to be like, I'm going to block that. There are a bunch of red cards that are like two ones mm-hmm. or you know, there's some elementals that make yep. it little dudes. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I get to block that. It dies. I don't. And the, but the protection protects it from you doing things to it as well. It yes. does, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. so like in Hexproof, in- you can do stuff to your own... Yeah, if it so has hexproof. I think this is they've realized that hexproof is a super unfun mechanic to play against. Oh, yeah. really? Who thought? <laughs> and I've always been a fan of hexproof. Nobody I, likes it. I think it's good because you feel insured. Yeah. You, you feel safe behind your thing, but but they can't put it on too much stuff, or it's just this really unpleasant. Yeah. Do you remember? In <laughs> Nothing Ix, happens. Ixalan, there was a four mana three three hexproof. Or a merfolk that when it comes in... Oh, you wouldn't have played it. Sorry, I zoned out there. (laughs) (laughs) But there was this horrible combo at common. Yeah, no, the merfolks were... The merfolk, and you put one with the wind on it. And if someone did that, there was no spell in the set that could destroy that creature. So in this, like... I also don't love the play pattern of protection because if you're just a red deck and all your removal is red, you have no way of getting this thing off the board. Yeah. If you have a 5-5 on the ground, this will block it indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. Because it can't, it can get trampled Dealt over. Damage. Um, it, it can get, yeah, trampled over the top of, yeah. but that's the only way to get past it. So you could have a 90-90 red creature <laughs> and this will be able to block it for the rest of time. Yeah, wow. And most of your red that's a long time. direct damage stuff will, um, uh, well, n- none of it can target it. So. Yeah. Mm. Uh, super, super annoying to play against, but like, I think they've brought these in. They're all not great to win the game with. Yeah, well, except for the green rare one. Except for the green rare one, which was, <laughs> which was obviously designed for constructed. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, uh, I think you the red one is very good, and you'll play it in every red deck because it's just aggressive. Yeah. Um, so this is one in a red. One one is called Unchained Berserker, 
and he has protection from white, and he gets plus two, plus zero oh, as long as it's attacking. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, any other cycles? There's twenty cycles in this. That's that is a lot. That's yeah. a lot, right? I mean, you don't have to really pay attention to the cycles because you're yeah. just going to see one of them. You're probably better off looking at the archetypes. And oh, that, that was the point I was going to say before. You said there's a lot of bleed over within these archetypes, mm. um, but I'm trying to frame this as a question. But it'll be like uh, you're better off trying to stick to the theme of one of those archetypes, just going, oh, Aaron said there's a lot of mushing over and bleed over, so I'll have some flies and I'll have a bit of this and I'll have a bit mm-hmm. of that. The, the decks get stronger if you can um, definitely focus. And, like, the, the elemental creatures are only going to benefit from having other yeah. elemental creatures, For right? sure, yeah. Um, the, oh, man, uh, they've done such a good job with this set. I keep seeing a new card that fits into all three of its yeah. Like, yeah, things yeah. really well. So there's this card, Chandra Spitfire, which is two and a red... For a 1-3 with flying, and it says whenever an opponent is dealt non-combat damage, it gets plus 3 plus 0 till end of turn. Um, I've never thought much of this card before because oh. it was always difficult to just get a constant source of non-combat damage. Yeah, But in this set, uh, it's an elemental, uh, and it's yep. got flying, and it's aggressive, and some of the removal in the set just has random extra non-combat damage uh, attached to it. So... This card has already existed for five or six years, and they've brought it back in the set, and it fits perfectly in all three of these different things. So, in Sealed, <laughs> I actually think that you can pretty much play whatever you want. Because... Yeah. Uh, as long as it's two colours. As long as it's two colours and s- splashing maybe a third for just some, ki- some of the How powerful... Do I, I, open one of the, I open one of those big mythics. Yep. How do I splash for it? So, splashing, if you have one... Uh, say you're playing blue-white and you open the blue-white-red-rare, Yeah, you want at least two mana sources of that colour mm-hmm. to be able to cast it in about 80% of your games. And and that's where uh, like you'd look at cards like uh, Prismite, Prismite? Prismite, yep. Prismite to help you cast it if you've got a Evolving Wilds. Yep. Yeah. So Just much better. Go yep. find it in your deck. So if you have yeah. an Evolving Wilds and a Mountain, that will be enough for you to... Um, to splash, okay. splash yeah. that red card, but it, the the problem is that it's every land you add means that you're screwing the rest of your deck. So if you put say four mountains in to splash two red cards, it's much more likely in your blue white red deck that you're not going to draw the blue or the white mana when you need yeah. it. So for for. For goodness sake, I tell this to everyone at every pre-release ever when I'm looking so at the deck. the third, third most common question. Yeah, the third most common question I get asked is, <laughs> yeah. should I splash these things? And I say, why are you splashing a thing that fixes your mana? Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the story of a splash, I'm going to tell you a story. The story of a splash. The story of a splash is... This is a video, this is video content right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The story well, this, of a splash uh, is... Imagine an old book opening... <laughs> You have this card that you are splashing for mm. in your hand. Mm. You're waiting and waiting and waiting for that land to come off the top of your deck so you can play that splash card. If you're waiting and waiting and waiting for that card, you want its impact to be immediate and powerful because that is the upside of you having waited on it for so long. Mm. Don't splash for a thing that's just like a 3-3 flyer for 4 which you see people do because they're like, oh, I didn't have any flyers in my deck. I'm splashing for a flyer. And you're waiting for that island to come off the top of your deck so you can be like, here yeah. we go. All my flyers get plus one, plus one. Don't have very many flyers in my deck. It'd have been better off playing three two twos in yep. that time. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you, you could have played 
Uh, yeah, you could have played some vanilla creature. You're better Traveling philosopher, she's yeah. back. Traveling, yeah. <laughs> um, the other story of the splash is you have the land already in play and it's interfering with the yeah. cards that you're drawing yeah. that aren't your splashed card. So you want to curve out with your blue-white flyers and then you you want to pay red for the bird man later when you draw it. But if you look at an opening hand that's mountain, island, island, and then a bunch of white spells, the more mountains yeah. you put in your deck, the more you put yourself in that dicey situation. So don't put yourself in that situation and only splash for things that are game-breakingly good, yeah. like pacifism is one. You can't splash for murder because it costs two black. Don't yeah. splash for murder, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, I do just want to kind of frame what you're saying a little differently. You should only be splashing things that you would want to play at any stage of the game. So if you're splashing a two-mana spell, you want that two-mana spell to be something that you are perfectly happy to play on turn seven. Pacifism. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Pacifism, Pacifism. Yeah. right? If yeah. you're splashing the four-mana Birdman, you want that four mana bird man to be the dude that you play on your eighth turn when you've drawn your mountain. Yeah, yep. Because yep. you want you don't want a lot of sources in your deck, mm-hmm. and you and you have to know that that means sometimes you're going to draw the source and not the thing, and sometimes you're going to draw the thing and not the source, yeah. and that's okay because you're playing that card because the upside of you having the source is so great. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the flip side to that. Never, ever, <laughs> ever, effing splash something with two pips. Oh yeah. Do not like if you're a blue <laughs> white. You're, deck, you're in for a world of misery. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's do so not rough. splash something that has two red pips in it. Just don't do it. Yeah. That's not a splash. That's a third color. Yeah, and right. it's that is specific set to set because I did that yeah. a lot in previous sets. Um, yeah, where you had a guild gate in every pack. Draft videos where yeah. you have a guild gate in every pack, or you've got like new horizons and stuff. This yeah. is not a set in which you can splash two pip spells so if you're playing blue white you cannot splash for chandra's outrage yep you will not draw two mountains when you need them and if you do it means you're not playing enough islands and blades other before we move on to a bit of uh, arena we agreed to talk about set mastery mm-hmm. um uh are there any uh bomby looking traps you know so the someone that opens their sealed yep. they go oh it's a mythic rare it's in my deck. I'm going to build around it, and you should probably just be going. Don't be ridiculous. Throw that card in the bin. I all uh, all of the ley lines. Are no oh, green. Oh, so, sorry. The green one is the worst for constructed, but it's actually quite good in limited. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I yeah yeah yeah. Okay, the, okay. Green is the only one that might be main deckable. In sealed. No, no, in constructed. Oh, and constructed. As We're in, talking so, sealed. Okay, We're so talking this weekend. Let's talk very quickly yeah. about the ones that definitely are unplayable. So this is for sealed. For, for sealed. Yeah. Black. Don't throw it in the bin. So list <laughs> this so far. So, so all of the ley lines have this cool clause that if they're in your opening hand, yeah. you start with them in play. Awesome. Awesome. So they're free. And so people are like, oh, but there's a free spell in my deck. Yeah. All of them can also be cast for two and then color, color. So two white, white for ley line of sanctity. When you um, draw it later. That's when you, you draw it later, you can cast it still. Mm. Um, Leyline of Sanctity just says, you have hexproof. So that means your opponent can't target you with spells and abilities. So red decks wouldn't be able to yep. burn your they face. They can still attack you with their creatures, though. Yeah. <laughs> which is the main way that you win games of yeah. Sealed. The blue one is your... You can cast spells as though they, they had, had flash. flash. 
this is not worth you playing a whole <laughs> spell from your hand. Especially you in know? blue. Especially. In, There's like quite a lot of yeah. instants, I'd imagine. Lots of instants and stuff already. And the upside of you... Okay, like, people are going to say, this is really great. This mm. is one of the biggest ones that is a trap. Because this is fog. This is fog. <laughs> oh, yeah. because this is fog level trap. <laughs> if you have this in your hand and you start with it in play, sure, your opponent can't always make safe attacks into your thing, but you threw an entire card away. Would you mulligan for the every game for the purpose of your creatures having flash so that you can surprise your opponent in combat? Sometimes, because yeah. even no. many a time, <laughs> like, creatures that have had flash, I haven't wanted to flash them in. Yeah. I just ended up playing them anyway. Play them in sorcery <laughs> bit or whatever. Yeah. And and if you try and play this on turn four, and your opponent just untaps and plays a four four, you're like, oh, oh dear, yeah. oh dear. This, yeah, that this. One, I think leyline of anticipation is the the one that most people. I'm, I'm going to see it in people's decks and be like. That is not worth a card. It's going to be the one that tilts me the fuck off. No, when this is the one. If it's fog level, it's the one that someone's going to play and you should know within your heart, I've already won this game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Especially if they cast on turn four. Yeah. Oh, that would hurt. But then when you lose to it, yeah. it feels so I bad. can't yeah. see that happening. The, the I other... lost to fog recently. And it was oh, just, yeah, oh. that happens. Yeah. Uh, the, the worst one with this will be when you mulligan and then they go, cool. I'm, I'll start with Leyline of Anticipation in play. And then you're like, I have to play around them ambushing yeah. me. But it wasn't worth a card, but I was already down a card. So now it's like, oh, you just got it for free. Yeah. I hate you. I hate you so much. Um, the black one uh, says whenever... We're going to read all of the cards that you should never play. Yeah. yeah. Be- right. Because these are these are dead set traps and people will, um, will yeah, put Yeah, it's them good to know the reasons why they're bad. Yeah. Uh, this says if a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. There yep. is not enough stuff in this set that you um, that, that they can get, get stuff yeah, back yeah, from graveyard. graveyard. Maybe if they're that, they're a grave digger. They're a grave digger deck. Like three grave diggers <laughs> and then a bunch of stuff that they can get back yeah. in their yard. Um, Soul salvages in the set, which is a really good card from Dominaria. Um, but the, the the times in which you would play this, these cards are so niche. Yeah, I would just err uh, on the side of never playing yeah. them. Um, the- I'll read the red one if you want. Yeah, yes, time. Uh, whenever you and uh, whenever you and or at least one permanent you control becomes a target of a spell or ability of an, an opponent controls, Leyline of Combustion deals two damage to that player. Oh, so they're again, trying to. You, I might sideboard this in. Never start at main. What you might sideboard it in against a super control deck. Because if their deck is full of shock, disfigure, yeah, whatever, maybe. I know, it and, seems... and you're aggressive... But that is, is so a... fringe. That That's like more fringe than talking about, you know, what mythics should you play. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. like the, the niche ones. But like, I can see a spot in which you would use this. Yeah, It's the same as the green one. There are very fringe situations where you might yeah, play it. Sure. Yeah. But if you follow the rule of thumb that ley lines are in your okay. sideboard forever, yep. you are way better off than, <laughs> than not. Than someone who thinks that they're mildly... Yeah. I think the red one feels like it's certainly good if you get it in your opening hand. Yeah. But again, you don't want to be paying four mana for it. And, and, and also, what if your opponent has a draw that's like controlling the board with creatures and they never target any of your stuff. Yeah. Then you just have a... If, if, they're doing, no if, if they're doing the Abzan go wide, yeah. Yeah. You're, I, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Ironically, this is one of the few sets where like the mythic planeswalkers, none of them are traps. Yeah. Soren cool. and... Soren's awesome. Uh, yeah. the, the black and the blue one are both thematic, so you either want mm. vampires or flyers respectively. Oh, I haven't checked. Is there a lot of vampires floating Quite around? Quite a few. few. Yeah. Oh, good. So if, if you don't have the vampires or the flyers, you probably don't want to play it. Yeah. But... Like, 
there's no mythic planeswalker that I'm like, you should not be playing this. Yeah. There's actually no mythic that I'm like, you should not be playing this, except okay. for the Abzan one. But that's, <laughs> yeah, well, not even worth it. Oh, the Abzan that. one is, uh, hopefully this one should be obvious, but it triggers off you playing legendary spells. And, and then this is to... not Dominaria. Yeah, it's not Dominaria. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a few legendaries in the set, but nowhere near enough for you to yeah. make that kind There's of There's a good. cycle of legendary creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, just, we, we touched on it before, the things with three pips play at least 10 sources. Yes. If you can get away with playing 11, play 11. Mm-hmm. And all of these cards are amazing. Yep. Like, the entire cycle of Cavaliers, really good. Mm. The worst of the three-cost um, rares is probably the black one, just because it costs eight. eight yeah. Not because the card's bad, the card is amazing. <laughs> flying eight, eight. Jesus. Yeah, like a flying eight, eight. Like this is bananas, but you have to get to and eight you can, to like, play. Kill their stuff and draw a bunch of cards. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, make sure that you are in a. We, we have no idea how quick this sealed format is going to be. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be quite fast. Oh, yeah. I was going to go quite slow. I, I think quite <laughs> fast, but but just because the synergy is much higher than any core set that we've seen. It seems recently. turn four five oh, so synergy just, though. It's just yeah, random yeah. stuff like running. But it's still that's pretty man. quick, isn't it? It's that's 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 quite fast, yeah. yeah. Um, so, because there are playable one and two drops in most of the colors, um, the threes and fours all kind of like uh, give you a bit of juice. So there's, there's this blue common that's just uh, two and a blue for a two-one flying. When it ends the battlefield, you draw a card. It's oh. like, oh man, I just want four of them in every deck I play because it's like it just gives you so much juice as the game yeah. goes on. You're just like, ah, there's a 2-1 fly, I deal with that. Ah, there's another 2-1 fly, I deal with that. And it's just always replacing itself. It's just so nuts. Mm. Um, yeah, Fairy Miscreant. Like if, is if she of use now? Isn't it, hang yeah. on, I forgot why. Isn't it you need more than one or something? Yeah, for, yeah. yeah. So there's a cool cycle in this set that rewards you for having multiple copies of that card. Yep. Don't forget, when in draft or sealed, if you open more than four copies, you can play them all. Yay. So you can draft six fairy miscreants <laughs> and have a pretty nuts <laughs> deck. Oh. Pretty great. Did you ever live the charming stray dream? <laughs> uh, I, I had a deck with five of them in once and yeah. never went turn one, turn two. I just didn't draw oh, them. Oh, no. Okay. It sucked. I was like, You just want to be able to do it, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Um, so in... Oh, wait. One, one last thing. Uh, Colossus Hammer... Sick is, picture. Is this a, do you play it or Unplayable. not? Unplayable. Oh, really? It costs eight mana to equip. Yeah, yeah but it gives it plus ten ten. It makes it lose flying. <laughs> but it gives you can't it carry ten. that huge hammer yeah, through the yeah. sky. The fairy miscreant cannot possibly... He's going to walk oh. along the ground holding the cloth. <laughs> I love it. It's such a flavor win. Yeah, great flavor win. What's it, the flavor it, text? There's only one... There's only one way to be sure it's really dead. <laughs> the the only flavor text which is better is Sky Knight Vanguard, which is jump now. Jump now! There goes the 1-1 one, one white soldier token yeah, yeah, jumping yeah. off the back. Uh, in Magic Arena, oh, yeah. uh, as of tonight, as when we're recording, I, I hear, mm-hmm. there is a new um, play area. Is that right? Yeah, that so, cool? so this like is re- set mastery. So it's replacing the weekly rewards yeah. uh, with a thing they're calling set mastery. Right. Uh, and set mastery will come out when the new set comes out. So Core 2020 is dropping on Arena overnight. Mm-hmm. And this is like a like a experience or progression uh, track that as you win and play games and do different stuff and do quests and that sort of thing, 
uh, you will be able to unlock new stuff from this cosmetics track. cosmetics packs gems gold Ooh. that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um, and then for the first time they're adding a second tier um, which is called the the mastery pass it costs you 3400 gems mm-hmm. which is like the hard currency you got to pay for with money uh, and that will unlock you more than double, triple the amount of stuff that the regular one gives you. As a as a com- so, someone who's right into their cosmetics, this must be just driving you insane with excitement, Ken. Yeah, look recently. So I just wanted, I just wanted <laughs> that's to. A yes. to uh, ooh, list that's a yes. List off. Oh, I don't want to seem too excited in front of the guys. I have I'm, my reservations. I'm thrilled. <laughs> like there are some things about the mastery pass that I am concerned about. Right. But if you play Magic regularly on Arena, and by regularly I mean four or five times a week, I think the Mastery Pass is a slam dunk. Yep. And so it costs uh, 3,400 gems, which is about 30 bucks. Yep. It's about it's like two draft entries, if you're thinking about it, in just gems you have sitting around in your account as well. Oh, uh, wait, no, no, no. It's way less than 30 bucks because isn't it $110, 220,000 gems? Yeah, US yeah. though. So for us, it's, it's like, like one fifty. Yeah, it's like one fifty, one sixty. Yeah, so it's like twenty five, twenty dollars yeah, somewhere in there. Twenty ish dollars. Yeah, so. which is actually very reasonable. And for twenty dollars, you get a cat that uh, maybe you care about. <laughs> I haven't seen this cat yet. Uh, uh, it's pretty cool. A yeah. card sleeve, which looks dope. Mm-hmm. You get twenty booster packs, five Guilds of Ravnica, five RNA, five War of the Spark, five M twenty. 2,000 gems, so a bit more than 50% of the gems back. In Five, addition to packs and all this yeah, other stuff you've yeah, said. Yeah. Yep. 5,000 gold, which is... A draft entry. Of a draft entry, anyway. five packs. 20 card styles of their choosing. 25 set mastery orbs, which allow you to redeem card styles of your choice. Mm-hmm. 10 mythic rare individual card rewards, which are um, duplicate protected. Oh, sick. Wait, are they? What's no, that? they what always mean? are. So, so individual yes. card rewards is when it gives you one card and you click on it and it flips it over. No, and they're, they're not duplicate protected. Sorry. Um, oh, they're not. Sorry. They're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are only from the last four <coughs> sets. So as of this update... They won't give you rotating cards. Yes, yeah. that's right. Individual yeah. card rewards can't give you sets before Guilds of Ravnica. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get the feel bad of getting a card that's rotating out. Yeah. Uh, five. Because plan- that happens in October. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Rotation is coming. Mm. Five Planeswalker cards from the core set 2020 Planeswalker days. Um, and that's it. But it is worth noting that for 3,400 gems, that is extremely good value. Yeah. But you do have to get to level 100 for that to be yeah. the case. So for you to have gotten all of those in- rewards to get more than half... Let, let's, let's say you get all of your 3,400 gems worth back... Mm. provided you don't care about the cat and the cosmetic stuff, you have to play quite a lot. You have to uh, do your daily experience all the way up most of the days of the season, which is for the next two and a half months. Yep. Um, Not counting any events and stuff that they do and that on the weekend. So to get the full value out of it, you've got to pay more gems to unlock particular levels. But I think... If you're playing reasonably consistently, it's going to be a mm. pretty decent. The thing I worry about with these sort of things is, you know, if you uh, have if you have a make a great achievement, you've done something really good, and you get some sort of cosmetic reward, and you have that on show, and the other player comes along, sees it, and goes, "Oh, that's that's impressive. You know, that's good." 
like my card sleeve from competing in the tournament. But, but that's oh, the that, thing. That, I love that though. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. But then there's certain things like it's just going to get so messy that when you look at the other end of the table, you just be like going, I don't know what any of that shit yeah, means. Yeah, yeah. You know, yours, so it means nothing. Yours is played yeah. with a magic back and there's just like, they've got a different battlefield and they've got sleeves and they're like, yeah. the card they play explodes with It's like what everyone did stuff. back in, yeah. in Fortnite. Everyone yeah. was just like leveling up and getting more and more fancy stuff. And then you just got people that sort of fell off the back of, off top of that and just go, let's just go play as, I forget what they call it now, you just like, you know, your, your the basic, lady, yeah. the basic set yeah. that you start with at the beginning. Um, th- that is the, the cat is the first one of <laughs> yeah. anything. And like, if we expect to be playing arena for five years and then like, I'm still using my sleeve that I bought, like the, my Tamiyo one that I bought from the, the shop the other day, and that you can't buy it anymore. Yeah. There's going to be so much of this stuff where people are like going out of their mind because they're like, I want that thing. That I want I that Tamiyo sleeve. Yeah. 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 But I also love that because it gives some legacy <laughs> to yeah, the yeah. game. Yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah. Because Ke- Keenan did that really well where you got the card back every month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like sometimes you weren't a fan. But you could only ever get them that month. Yep. And that was the achievement you got for that month. And Magic's doing similar with yeah. the... Uh, as long as they stick to card it. ...card style that you get if you get to Platinum. Yeah. Right? And that's like, you can't get that any other way. You can't buy that. You can only get that then. Yeah. And Platinum is honestly very achievable. Mm-hmm. If Even if you're a brand new player, I know that Platinum can feel like it's very far away. But if you work at improvement, you watch pros play, you watch some streams... Mm-hmm. You will very quickly, if you apply yourself, get there. Platinum is the one above gold? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've been to Platinum. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Like, it's yeah. very achievable. There I've you go. It. Let's say it. One time. If um, David can do it, anyone's doing it. Um, my friend uh, Elisa, who uh, has, has been playing Magic Arena, like, a lot. She's played much more Magic Arena than she's played Paper Magic. Mm. Um, has made Platinum with a deck that she made completely herself. Yeah. She mm. doesn't... Um, cool. Uh, net deck she adapts her deck built around her collection doesn't pay so she's done it free to play and she's like platinum two or something like that so she's hitting these heights every month consistently with a thing that she did herself so getting to platinum so in in terms of getting to platinum in best of uh, three requires you to win 12 more games than you lose in a season that's it because so from uh, bronze and silver, you don't lose anything if you lose. So, oh, you don't. You, you lose um, dings, right? Like yeah. Little little. Sorry, bits. bronze you don't. Bronze you don't. Silver you do. Silver you. Bronze, um, silver you gain more than you lose. Yep. Mm-hmm. In gold and above, you lose the same as you gain. Yeah. So to get from these gold, are the little bars at the bottom of the screen. You, yeah. You go one up. Levels, you go one yeah. down. You go two up. You go that's silver. Go two up. Well, to go from down. gold to <laughs> platinum only requires you to win 12 more games than you lose. Hmm. Like, which is really not that hard in the scheme of things. Now, if you... It wasn't are, when I had my red aggro 68% deck. Well, you were playing best of one, which requires you to win 24 yeah, more so games it's hard, than you it's lose. twice as hard. I can't, yeah. ha- I can't handle the pressure of going <laughs> yeah. of three. Um, you kind of did it. Without realizing, it's yeah, well. yeah. just like, no, I'm just playing mono red. Let's keep oh, playing. Platinum. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I gotta really try. Yeah. Like, non mono red. Oh. <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, and, and this is how the entire magic ranking system works where you apply time and you get results. And some people don't like that because 
it means that in theory, someone who has a negative win rate can get to whatever rank. Yeah. But if you it's are like skillful, the monkeys, monkeys in, with typewriters in yeah. the room will eventually write the Shakespeare thing. But right? if it's if like, you are skillful, you will get there quicker, much quicker. You know, like I last time I went through ranked pretty seriously, I got from gold to platinum in twenty games. So I went, you know, like. I won 12 what? more games than I lost in 20 games. In Wait, how? Oh, you, oh matches, right? Yeah, oh, because it gives you two pips match. per match. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I guess and then uh, Platinum, I only lost three games, so mm-hmm. 15 matches to get to Diamond. Diamond then took me a lot longer. But if you are skillful and you have a deck that you enjoy and you're good at, you can get through these ranks pretty quickly. Yeah, for sure. And then you can qualify for real-life rewards and go to the gosh darn Mythic Championship, yeah. which... Mythic Championship 3, which is the first MTG Arena only one, was won by a guy who ground up through MTG Arena. Yeah. So he made top 1,000 in a month. He was a complete unknown before then. He went to Mythic Championship 3 and won the whole event using a deck that everyone said was dead, and he beat all some of the best players in the world on the way there. I think we talked about that on the 7-line yeah, extra, had- but we just did. Yeah. So, so how? yep, we're... Bef- we're, we're targeting new players, so yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah we've got playing, deep on that playing skillful. Um, um, and I just want to, I just want to finish on one thing. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> this this is a mantra <laughs> which <laughs> I shared with a friend of mine, yeah. and she found it really helpful. Becoming better at something is both surprisingly easy and surprisingly difficult. And I'm going to explain that in like 50 words or less. In in a yeah, go on. Here we go. <laughs> so for you to get better at something, you yes. just have to think about it. Humans, we're very intelligent. We are good at learning. It's literally what Speak we evolved for yourself. to do. Mm-hmm. So if you think actively about what you're doing, you will improve. And you can speed that up by watching videos, listening mm. to podcasts, doing all that kind of stuff. <coughs> but in all these hobbies that we do, a lot of the times we come to this hobby because we just want to unwind. We've just got home from work. We don't want to think. We just want to play. Mm-hmm. Red aggro. But, yeah. <laughs> but if, if you want to get better, if you want to get better at this thing, you have to apply yourself and you have to think, which is actually really easy. Those are two things I really don't want to get involved in. But it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah exactly. it is. Which, yeah. which is why I say that getting better at something is both surprisingly easy but surprisingly difficult. Yeah, yeah. The mechanism, the mechanism simple... for it is relatively easy, yeah. but the mechanism is work hard. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore it yeah, is and, hard. But everyone, I see lots of people who play this game and other games I play and they feel like something is unachievable. Mm. And I am telling anyone who's listening to this podcast, you can be within the top 5% of players if you apply yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very much within your reach. I'm not saying that you can be the best player on the Pro Tour. Not everyone has the aptitude to do that. But I am saying that Mythic is very achievable. Mm. Top 1,000 Mythic qualifying for that tournament, super achievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to take some work, going to take some time, Mm -hmm. but super achievable. If you have any questions about, you know, resources that are good for that kind of stuff, always reach out to myself or Aaron or this podcast. There are lots of magic podcasts out there, lots of articles, lots Mm -hmm. of places, lots of good people to watch. But I think a lot of them will not be as immediately... uh... (laughs) grabbable as us yeah. because like if, if you do have any mm. questions about that we love talking that thing yeah uh, like i literally do it for a living and, and david does mm. as well um it's 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 super 
super interesting to us to help people level up because leveling up your game helps level up us as well. Like the, the more teaching the is the best learning tool. Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good. Jolly good chat. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's blob and we'll be right back with some cool news on the other side of this. All oh, right, needs and twos, but light on with needs and twos, but uh, yeah. like, but this, the the needs and twos are generated from a few sources. One of yeah. which is YouTube comments. Oh yeah, yeah, which that's is true. A, a burgeoning community of Seven Land Hand. Let's yeah, say, that's let's, coming along. I've got a feeling fans because I'm, they chose to subscribe. To they us. did, yeah, they did. I'd say our subscriptions to YouTube are going to overtake our likes on Facebook in a lot quicker. Yeah. I'd say it's going to happen pretty quickly. It's more active engagement where people are like, yeah. I like this, I want to see more from it, whereas with Facebook it's like, oh, i got to see a lot of that. Yeah. It's kind of like... Every day. Every day, every day. Yeah, I don't want to put up with this bullshit. Um, but yeah, we, we have been working hard on, on the content that we've been making on there. We're really proud of the stuff that yeah. we've been making. I think recently. it shows. I think we're doing all right. Yeah, we're and doing, we've been getting great quick. feedback from it. Um, yeah. One of the bits of feedback was... Can you reduce the background noise? And then it's too late to be like, that was intentional. Yeah. And, yeah, we did that to make it sound like we were at a we're busy, a store. busy store. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was in Players You Meet at Every Magic Event Draft Edition. That's out now on YouTube. Join the community. Give us yeah. some feedback. Tell us and that's what part of a whole series now. We've see. got three of those all of a sudden. We've got lots of new tutorials. If you're a new player and you're listening to this, we've got a whole... And the tutorials will keep on coming. I think we've got a how to build a magic deck. So if you're just getting a magic, uh, we'll tell you how to make a, your first standard constructed mm-hmm. uh, deck in yeah. soon. Um, so yeah, if, if you like, subscribe, comment, share on YouTube, that sort of thing. Um, we are also using Instagram a lot more, so yeah. you can leave us a, a little comment on Instagram. Uh, you can tweet. At Seven Land Hand, you can Instagram at Seven Land Hand, and if you have a more long form thing that you want to send us um, questions with, with stuff, email is the best way, which is podcast at sevenlandhand dot com. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll re- look and read and pre-release, reply to all pre-release of those. stories. Anything, yeah. man, send it through because um, we'll read them out. That's what Neats and Twizzes is for. That's but we, what we've not really gotten heaps of like cool, like long ones to read out. So. No, tell us a story. Yeah. Would you like to tell a story? Anyway, enjoy the weekend. Pre-release preparation. Oh, no, we've done the preparation. It's pre-release coming up. And it's the corset. Nice. Maybe I'll be over by my my cold by then. I won't be sneezing on all the patrons at the store. (laughs) Um, And we're going to, we're going to, we'll do a bit of Two-Headed Giant on Sunday. Sunday Sunday night. Uh, We didn't do a review of the set for Two-Headed Giant. We're just going to let it wash over us fresh on Sunday. Yeah. We haven't looked at every card that says... Each opponent. Or oh, yeah. Whatever. That's the one you got to see for, is it? Well, yeah, when someone's got that crappy vampire opportunist from, like, War of the Spark, it's like each opponent loses two life. Nah. In draft, garbage. Two out of giant. Oh, oh so yeah. good. <laughs> Win condition. Oh, mm. that's terrible. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'll ask, I'll ask the stream if anybody wants to... If we want to do a whole bunch of uh, sealed events on... Friday. Oh, it's Friday. Oh, that's right. Pre release events start at 3 30. starts on Friday, yeah. Because yeah. I, was, I was thinking maybe if I go play the 3 p.m. one at Cannington or something. Isn't Cannington mm. doing seven pre releases? Eight. Eight. Seven. We're doing the six normal ones. <laughs> and and we're doing one for Friday Night Magic. And then they said you can do it from 3 p.m. So I was like, may as well try to do a 3 p.m. How's one. numbers looking at the 3 p.m.? 
There are a couple of people signed up. I, I think it's going to be like a, oh, I'm free at 3 p.m. I'll yeah. turn mm. up on the day. Probably just come and do Friday Night if Magic. We get 10 people for it, it's legit the earliest time we're allowed to do the thing, which used to be the midnight one. So it's got some mm. boring I'm, shop talks happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 wait, wait. As a Magic player, I am as an adult Magic player, I'm adult. excited that I can you play say. five pre releases this weekend. Yep. Yeah, and, and not, not fuck my sleeping. Yeah, yeah exactly. I play from seven to eleven. Go to bed, have a good night's sleep. Yeah. Get up, be at the store by eleven, then play basically through till seven o'clock at yeah. night. Have a good fucking night's sleep, and then do it again do on it again. Sunday. Yeah, I know. It's so and good. I'm just like, hey, yeah. easy. Bring it. Bring a friend along. Two out of giants. Good way to get in. You yeah. already a player. I, I think uh, there were joyful cries around the world for them saying we can do it for Friday night. Afternoon and FNM. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone likes the midnight release apart from like the really hardcore people. See, I love the midnight. 4 a.m. ones. So <sighs> you could do two in a row from midnight. Uh, I love what? the midnight ones, but I think what I love about them is it's the first time anyone gets their hands on the yeah, magic. Uh-huh. So I wonder if the 7 p.m. will capture that magic. And I'm uh, not maybe, sure. Maybe. Because I do no, it won't, because everyone's seen them at three. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's been on Arena for four days. Yeah. I, I think there is some magic to being in a group of people who are fucking yeah. insane enough to be here yeah, at midnight. I, I like that. The sleep deprivation yeah. adds yeah. to the camaraderie. You're like, oh, man, I just... Oh, yeah. it's and you all dress and you dress up and you yeah. go a bit silly. Yeah, I yeah. like that kind of stuff. Anyway, enjoy enjoy the weekend. Get get in there and just play some events. It always feels a bit scary at first because you don't know the cards, but nobody else does either. Everyone else is getting used to it. And Except for the people who people... played 40 hours on Arena already. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's we did like, a low percentage. Uh, new players don't listen to this. Don't listen. They're not listening now. When I tell people um, to come to the pre-list, I'm like, oh, it's so good because everyone's on the same level. Everyone's played. It's uh, the first time with the cards. And what I didn't tell them was before the last pre-release, I'd played 20 sealed events. <laughs> yeah. I played, played nine. Yeah, I was, and I was just like, nah, I'm just lying to people now. But, but it's a very small percentage of people that do that, though, isn't oh, it? Do you know what I, I should rephrase think it? it is. I should rephrase it to, it's the first time anyone's got their hands on the cards. There you go. Yeah. All right. I, okay, <laughs> it's a small oh, percentage that's... of people who've played, like, 20 yeah. But I think a good number of people will have played, played at a few. Two or three, yeah. 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 Sure. This, this is what happens every time, listener. It's like, I, I'm here desperately trying to wrap it up. We'll finish. And then the first thing that says after I press stop, everybody says, <laughs> don't touch the sound pad. <laughs> the first thing that happens as soon as, I, as we stop... Keen will go, oh, it's late. I had to leave ages ago. I can't believe it went so long. <laughs> it's because it's 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 someone was telling the, the name stories the about... The duality of man. It's like, oh, I've got to be home to sleep, but I really need to tell a story about believing in yourself. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've that's it. I've got one it. more story. It's about this orange jumper. All right, oh, hang so on. I've got one bit of one thing. Yeah. Let's just say we'll be back in the next few weeks with Seven Land Hand Extras. We're going to be doing them on the fly. So if, you know, Mark Rosewater pops out a bit of amazing news or... Wizards and makes an announcement. We go, oh, that's interesting. Bang, straight away. We'll we'll have a. If a, someone literally explodes, will that be MTG news? Yeah, that'll be that'll be literally. Uh, it was literally fucking exploding. <laughs> literally fucking. Exploding. Yeah, if you believe in yourself hard enough, you'll literally fucking you explode literally with with belief, we just self belief. Key and I was saying to David earlier this week. Sorry, this is to to make make up for making fun. Just yeah. Um, uh, you're my favourite guest that we have on the podcast. Aww. Yeah, I love you're such young. a sweetie. 
And when Keen got in the car, I picked him up from his house. Yeah. Said, miss you, man. It's nice having <laughs> you around. That. Aaron, I now I feel like we know. weren't harsh enough on him. You're my favourite permanent host of the show. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. That's me. That's my favourite. I'm favorite really a orange. permanent host of the show. Aren't you? Well, I, well I, I have not been a permanent host of the show. For a while, I wasn't doing the board games one. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. True. We're sliding back into boring content Yay. now. So let's, let's hear the story. Speaking of boring content, so um, I was at a gig and I went to the merch desk and I saw this cool orange jumper that says Be Friends on it. I was like, that's mine for sure. <laughs> I, what artist is that for? And I said, oh, it's the artist that's coming in next. I was like, how likely is it that they're really bad? I'll just buy the jumper anyway. They got on. It's the worst live act I've ever seen. It was a, a woman and a man, and he was just playing a bass guitar, and she was just jumping around and singing over her own backing tracks. But thankfully really forgettable. Poorly. And I went to the merch desk, and she was like, you can get a refund if you want. I was like, just don't tell anyone. Just yeah. don't tell anyone. It doesn't say the artist's name on it anywhere, so. Nice. How dare you? Sell me that T-shirt. Good night, everyone. Good night. Night. Hi, this is David. I'm sitting in my living room. I've just edited the podcast. And uh, we referenced some chat that happened before the show, in the show. And instead of me just cutting it off and throwing it in the bin, as I usually do, I thought I would leave it here for prosperity. And for all of you uh, loyal listeners that have listened this far, this is the kind of nonsense that happens off the air. We are recording. Brought to you by... Recording. (laughs) By Aaron's prison name. (laughs) Oh, prison's names are us. Peanut butter. I'm going to knock that over later on, so I'll just put that down there. Do you want to crack? Oh! Didn't mean to press that one. That that was one of the... When it was oh, us yeah. three, and you guys got interrupting my train anecdote. <laughs> Come on, guys, I want to tell you about my train. Oh. I like trains. We even did it in the outro. The outro was playing. <laughs> that was the one I started listening to the other day, and I was really enjoying it. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. good. I think it was the War of the Spark. P P P P. Yeah. Oh, must. Which is not yeah, that many pods ago. No. Which is another thing we're going to moan about. Do you want some Kraken? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm alcohol free for a while. You there can gra- oh, no, grab, no, grab, no. grab a Kraken. Grab no, a Kraken. No, no, okay. no, no, I'm all right. Uh, we'll save it for another time. When I'm less sick and I'll be able to taste it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's also helpful. <laughs> are, you doing, are you doing like dry July? No, no. Like, I, if I really put my mind to it, I'll just go dry for uh, six months to a year. But I'm not being that... I ate like half a packet of chocolate, chocolate hobnobs today and had about three cups of tea. Mm. So that part of the, you know, just being sensible. Oh, tea, tea is very ca- So you're just light. saying you're embracing your Britishness? <laughs> oh, I, drink, I get through a lot of tea. <laughs> and a lot of hobnobs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of chocolate hobnobs. Mm, I get was... through a lot of hobnobs. That's what he used to say about me in prison. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a minute 30 into the podcast. All right. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us this <laughs> long, listeners. Yeah, all right, a bit of silence. Oh, we usually have a blob, don't we? That's what. So weird. I'm just letting the groove of this. I go. Should stir our own blob. Yeah, sure. What are we going to do? It's David. This is Aaron, and this is Ken. And that wasn't you were Ken. That was Aaron. Oh, seven land hand. Hello, it is me, Steve Ar- Argyle. They would have to do that. All right. In three, two, one, introduce yourself. Yeah. And... yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> this is Aaron Kian. 
and and David, and you're listening to the Chit House. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, edition. could be Sutherland Hand. Here we go.